Um, she was a compassionate champion for the poor, homeless, sick, the elderly. She also uh, worked hard on affordable housing, adult and vocational educational education, uh, inmates, expanding work opportunities. And uh, I just uh, think that we can be so proud that somebody like that represented us for so many years, both in the Congress and in the state legislature. Um, and I know that her son um, sent me a response uh, when I texted him, and he said, she's home now. And uh, may her, her life be a blessing. Thank you, Commissioner Fisher. Thank you, Mayor. I just want to um, recognize the passing of uh, retired Broward Circuit Judge John Jack Luzo. Um, he was served, of course, on the bench from 1981 until his retirement in 2017. He passed away last Friday, and this is what I'm sure you read about it, 24 hours after passing of his wife, Barbara. Shows you true a broken heart. Uh, they were married uh, for 51 years, so prayers to, to the family. Thank you. Thank you. Senator Gellar? No, Commissioner Holmes? Yes. I attended the week. Uh, last night for the Honorable Carrie P. Meek. She certainly was a trailblazer. It tells us how far our country has come. She was born to sharecroppers, the grandfather slave. She attained a bachelor's of science degree at Batim Cookman, went on to teach there, and also at FAMU, and at Miami Day College. As Senator Rich said, she became the first black woman elected to the Florida Senate. Uh, from there, she went on to be a member of Congress, being amongst the first three elected in the state of Florida since Reconstruction. She had a stellar career, uh, bringing millions of dollars to South Florida. She was a freshman on the Appropriations Committee. Uh, part of what she did was to bring $100 million uh, for project to Miami-Dade County. And certainly she served all of South Florida very well. I personally attended most of the Congressional Black Caucus events while she was in Congress. She held the Congressional Classrooms where she would bring in members from the current administration, whether they be Republican or Democrat, and leaders from both parties to ensure that the people of South Florida had access and information. She certainly will be missed, but she's blazed a trail for all of us to follow in the great public service that she rendered to the people of South Florida. Thank you. Let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service, especially on today, which is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, a day that lived in infamy 80 years ago. As we mark National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, we honor the patriots who perished, commemorate their, value, their valor, uh, and we give thanks to the greatest generation who guided our nation through some of our darkest moments and laid foundations of international system that has transferred former adversaries into allies. I ask we all remember all of them in our prayers and take a moment of silence.
Please take your seats. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the December 7th, 2021 commission meeting. Thank you for joining us today. Um, county commission meetings are available to everyone to view online and are also open to in-person attendance on a limited basis by persons who wish to provide public comment on an agenda item. Those wishing to attend in person must sign up to speak on their items here in the government center between 8.30 and 9.45 on the morning of the meeting. Members of the public are strongly encouraged to wear a facial covering while indoors on county property, and it's encouraged to maintain social distancing at all times between themselves and any other person residing from a different household. To protect the health and public safety of everyone, members of the public will be asked to leave the chambers if the chambers are at capacity after the last item on which they are registered to speak. Upon exiting the chambers, the public can continue to observe the meeting online. While online viewing is strongly encouraged, members of the public wishing to remain on premises to observe the remainder of the meeting will be directed to a designated viewing area by county staff. Members of the public may also provide public comment by telephone. To do so, you must sign up on the county's website at registertospeak.broward.org prior to 9.30 a.m. on the morning of the meetings. Today's music was selected by Commissioner Dale Holness. His songs selected are We Are the World by Michael Jackson, Aidi Sheri by Emmeline Michelle and Callie, Chant Down Babylon by Bob Marley, Satellite by Ismail Riviera, and One Love by Bob Marley. Commissioner Holness didn't recognize the three-song limit in the morning, and he went right for five, but that's all good. It's all good. It, it was only six minutes, anyhow. It's only six minutes. I just he blend picked, them all together. shorter songs, and we went from there. All right, so um, our first order of business before we start, one of the things that I wanted to try and bring back post-COVID and in, in one of my first, my first meeting was an employee, the employee service anniversary where we recognize the long-term employees. We've kind of modified it a little bit and cut it down. I'm going to ask, uh, we're going to recognize employees who have served Broward County for 20 plus years of service. Um, I guess uh, Bertha and I will go down to the well and we will call the employees. We're going to, I think we're going to avoid doing the shaking of the hands and all the commission members because of COVID, but anybody who wants to join me down there is welcome to join. Alrighty. Take it away, girl. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with 20 years of service. Okay, Pablo Bonilla. Pablo is with ETS. Yeah. From Environmental and Consumer Protection. Yeah. 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 Way to go, Bill. 
on probation. <laughs> Joy Mathis, and she's with transportation. Last but not least, for 20 years, is Kelly Pearson with Libraries. Okay, 25 years of service. Cheryl Page, Cheryl's with Building Code Services. And Ellen is with us from Child Care Licensing. Minsner, and she's with Housing Finance and Community Development. Tracy Kelly, Libraries. Elizabeth Lambert, she's also with libraries. Okay, last but not least for 25 years is Miyoshi Jackson with Parks.
Uh, oh, uh, you know, special guest appearance. <laughs> Someone celebrating 30 years, actually, two people celebrating 30 years of service. Michael Johnson from Bark. Here from facilities. for some very special people celebrating five years of service. And I will begin that with our mayor, Michael Udine. I got ya. Five years. <laughs> and you get to share these. And then we have um, Senator Rich. Come on down. And last but not least, Senator Geller. Where are you hiding? Oh, there he is. Thank you very much, Commissioners.
Okay, our next, um, our next proclamation is being presented by Commissioner Mark Bogan, uh, and it's Rita Case Appreciation Day. Okay, yeah, wait, yeah, wait a minute. No, we're going to take a lunch break. Yeah. Mayor, can I proceed? Sir, you have the floor. You know, I am so honored to be able to give this proclamation today. It's really started when uh, Rita Case was named one of the recipients of the Horatio Elger Award. And, and I just wanted to talk, and I looked at the proclamation, and just the, the amount of community service this lady has done is incredible. So I'm going to read the proclamation and go slowly over certain parts. So. Whereas Rita Case is a trailblazer, philanthropist, and current CEO of Rick Case Automotive Group, one of the largest automotive groups in the country, and where Rita Case comes from humble beginnings, working as an apprentice at her father's automobile dealership until she went to college, the first in her family to do so. After graduating from the University of California, she was named the general manager of a family dealership, and in 1977, she arranged a meeting for America Honda dealers in which she was the only woman where she met her future husband, Rick. And whereas Rick, Rita Case took the helm of the Rick Case Automotive Group after the passing of her husband last year, Rick and Rita led the auto group together for nearly 40 years and were seen as an inseparable team. Whereas Rita Case is a Renaissance woman, being the CEO of one of the most successful auto dealerships in the country, grandmother of three, licensed jet pilot, which is dear to my heart. She flies jets rock climber, motorcyclist, and polo player. And here's the real incredible part. Whereas Rita Case is a strong proponent of community service, she served 35 years on the board of the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, 20 years on the board of Nova Southeastern University, 15 years on the board of Broward Workshop. Rita Case, through the Rick Case Automotive Group, donates regular and charities and organizations in Broward County and nationwide, such as Feeding South Florida, the Humane Society of Broward County, Cleveland Clinic Foundation, the American Heart Association, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital, Habitat for Humanity, and I'm sure others, incredible amount of community. It's, it's just incredible. And whereas as the first person in her family to attend college, Rita Case is a strong believer in higher education. She sponsors the Rick and Rita Case Endowment, Endowed Scholarship, which provides undergraduates and former members of the Boys and Girls Club with an opportunity to attend Nova Southeastern University or local vocational schools. And lastly, where Rita Case was named one of the 16 recipients of the prestigious Horatio Elger Award, a national honor that celebrates and recognizes individuals who have overcome adversity and remain committed to higher education 
and community service. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by our Board of County Commissioners, Broward County, Florida, that Broward County hereby recognizes Tuesday, December 7th, as Rita Case Day in Broward County, Florida. to say that um, Rick and Rita came down to West Park and Carver Ranches and the Boys and Girls Club there and you gave us so much support for the kids in our community and this is my last opportunity to thank you as a county commissioner so I just want to say thank you so much for helping our children. And, and Mayor, can I just... Air. Rita knows that uh, that her and her husband um, was made it possible to have the largest habitat for humanity community in Pompano Beach. And Rita and Rick Case made that happen. Over 77 homes that people are now able to live in, single family homes that change families' lives. So thank you, Rita. December 7th is your day. Yes. Yes. You are. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Our next um, proclamation, even though he selected five songs this morning, Commissioner Holness uh, is going to do a proclamation for AIDS Awareness Month. Sir, you have the floor. Thank you very much, Mayor. Uh, and, and, and you got all the names right except Haiti Sheree. Haiti Sheree? Haiti. IT. IT. Okay. Yes. Uh, Mayor, if I may be indulged for just a moment, thanks for signing the, uh, uh, the expression of sympathy for the Honorable Kara Meek. If you'd give me just uh, a yes, chance sir. to say a couple words on that yes, uh, and read a couple of paragraphs so we have it in our records. Whereas up in graduation, <clears throat> Kara Meek position at Bethune College as an instructor and became the institution first female basketball coach. In 1958, she returned to Florida A&M as instructor in health and physical education, a position she held until 1961. Me continued her teaching career at Miami-Dade Community College as a first black professor, associate dean, and assistant to the vice president from 1961 to 1979. Whereas, in recognition of her numerous contributions 
Karen Meek was awarded honorary doctorate of law degrees from the University of Miami, Florida A&M, Barry University, Florida Atlantic University, and Rollins College. Among the many honors, she, is, she was inducted into the Florida A&M University, University Sports Hall of Fame and honored with the co-naming of its James N. Eaton Sr. Southeastern Regional Black Archives Research Center and Museum in Tallahassee. And now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commission of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates December 7th as Congress Congresswoman Kara Meek Remembrance Day in Broward County, Florida, and expresses its deepest sympathy to her beloved family, community, and many devoted friends. Again, thanks for signing that for us yesterday. Uh, today at 11 is the funeral. Is Ms. Uh, Lopes here? Thank you so much. I'm joined here with Dr. Raquel Lopes, uh, Executive Director of the World's World AIDS Museum and Educational Center and the Broad HIV Planning Council Chair. I served on the Planning Council uh, ever since I got here. Uh, the longest serving commissioner on the HIV Planning Council, I'm sure. I hope someone else will pick that up. December 1st is World's AIDS Day, and this proclamation goes to that requested by Commissioner Dale V.C. Holiness, Broad County. And it reads, whereas World AIDS Day is recognized internationally on December 1st, and whereas the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that 1.9 million people living with HIV in the United States, and of those, 13% do not know that they are infected. And whereas the Florida Department of Health Surveillance Report for 2020 indicates 117,477 Florida residents are living with AIDS, of which 20,541 are Broward County residents. And whereas for more than 20 years, Broward County has established and maintained a continuum of high quality medical and support services whereas Broward County remains committed to implementing innovative and integrated prevention care and treatment services to reduce the impact of the HIV epidemic. And whereas the Broward County Board of County Commissioners recognize the Ryan White Part A program and its community partners that work together to provide critical life-saving health and support services to more than eight thousand five hundred patients annually in the battle against HIV. Now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board hereby designates December 2021 as AIDS Awareness Month in Broad County, Florida. And you may say a few words and then we can go up and take a photograph.
Uh, I'd like to thank everybody, the mayor, the vice mayor, and the commissioners for this opportunity. Um, I was lucky enough to be with uh, Mayor Yudin last week for World AIDS Day, and what an honor that was. Uh, the work that we do at the Planning Council and the World AIDS Museum is invaluable and we do it because of our commitment to the story of HIV and to the people of Broward County. And so again, I want to thank you for this opportunity and this um, proclamation and we will continue to do the work that the people of Broward County um, has upon us. Thank you. Great seeing you again. All righty. Let's do it. Mr. Reading Clark, the Tuesday morning memo, please. Tuesday agenda memorandum, the following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 69. Public hearing items are 70 through 72. Regular items are 73 through 97. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener's errors, corrections, and inclusions of additional information. Withdrawals, deferral, substitutions. Item number 26 and 27, withdrawn at the request of EPGMD for further staff review. Scrivener's errors. Item number 4, motion currently reads to enter the negotiations with Cintavia LLC for the sale. Should read to enter into negotiations with Cintavia LLC or a related entity for the sale. Item number 29 currently reads motion to approve multifamily rental new construction strategy funding in the amount of 125,000 to construct a 113 units. Should read motion to approve multifamily rental new construction strategy funding in the amount of $125,000 for the local contribution to construct 113 unit. Additional information, regular meeting. Item number five and 41, the warranty deed following each resolution should be labeled attachment one. Item number six and 40, the road easement following each resolution should be labeled attachment number one. Item number 17, the board's consideration is based on the revised motion statement distributed as additional material. Item number 69, a request has been made to amend the 2022 commission calendar meeting from Thursday, January 13, 2022 to Wednesday, January 12, 2022. Item number 76, the board's consideration of this item will be based on the amended motion statement distributed as additional material, additional information, public hearing. Item number 70, the board's consideration is based on the revised motion statement distributed as additional material. Please note item number 72 and number 76 are time certain at 11 a.m. It will be heard concurrently. Item number 79 is time certain at 2 p.m. Mayor's request without objection. Item number 75, 82, 83, 85, 86, 87, 92, 93, 94 be moved to consent. Additional material regular meeting. Item number six, replacement exhibit one with lining number submitted by Public Works Department. Item number 17, revised motion statement submitted by Office of Management and Budget. Item number 62, conduct of meetings. Agenda submitted by Commissioner Mark Bogan. 
Item number 67, email regarding response to audit report submitted by county administration. Item number 67, item number 73, memo to the board submitted by county administration. Item number 76, amended motion statement submitted by the Office of County Attorney. Item number 78, Juneteenth clarification submitted by Commissioner Barbara Sharif. Item number 79, memo to the board submitted by Office of County Attorney. Item number 79, parent two, memo to the board submitted by Office of County Attorney. Item number 84, memo to the board submitted by County Administration, item number 84, parent two, alternate motion submitted by Vice Mayor Lamar Fisher, item number 88, parking garage submitted by Commissioner Mark Bogan, item number 95, compensation information submitted by Commissioner Tim Ryan, additional material public hearing, item number 770, revised motion statement submitted environmental protection and growth management department, item number 71, email on the preventative health care program submitted by Commissioner Mark Bogan. Nice job, Mr. Reading Clerk. I'm going to ask for polls from the consent agenda, and this time I'll start at this side. Commissioner Holness? None. None. Commissioner Bogan? Uh, I want to poll first of all, number 44. And, uh, so I'm going to poll number 44. And um, in, I'm not pulling this, but I would, just to simplify, I'm going to defer three items. Items number 71, 89, 90, those are my three preventative health items. Um, I said to the commissioners that I would come back to you with full answers and everything cooked, and it's not, in my opinion, fully vetted, cooked yet, sufficient enough for me to come back yet. So I'd like to defer this council to our meeting in January. And I just want to take 10 more seconds before, just to say there's a letter uh, from Rosalind Frazier uh, who runs four or five clinics here, uh, very supportive. I hope you'll look at that. And also all the names that I've listed of support, uh, the Broward Workshop wanted to make sure they understood that it wasn't an organization endorsing it, just individuals. Um, and, and by the way, any name listed on there, a mayor, it's not an organization, it's the individuals. So I want to make sure that's clear. Um, and that's what they wanted to make clear anyway. But anyway, so those three items. Okay. Which meeting in January? The first meeting in January. Okay. So, County Attorney, after we approve the consent agenda, can I just take a separate motion from Commissioner Bogan to defer all three? Yes, Mayor. Okay. Commissioner. I, 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 thank you, Mr. Mayor. I have a question on item number 69. Um, was on the agenda, then it says a request has been made to amend the 2022 calendar commission okay. meeting from Thursday the 13th to Wednesday the 12th. Right. Are we voting on that? Because I would be, I, I've already made plans. I'm okay. going to be in Tallahassee. So I let's be, we'll, we'll pull 69 for a quick discussion then. Okay, I think we have to because it says, anyhow, it's a motion to amend it. Got it. All right, thank you. So 69 is pulled. Uh, uh, Vice Mayor Fisher. Uh, no, no polls, Mayor. Commissioner, R Senator Rich. Yes, um, I have uh, eight and nine for abstentions. Uh, 29 to clarify the wording on the affordable housing, um, 69 on the calendar, and also uh, 62, which has to do with the supplemental, uh, with our, 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 our uh, putting in sup uh, supplemental um, items. Got it. So 8 and 9 for abstention, 25 for comments. 29. 29. 29. And 29, 62, and 69. Correct. Commissioner Farr. 47 and 67. 47 and 67. Commissioner Sharif, Dr. Sharif. None, Mayor. Thank you. Um, County Auditor. County Administrator. Uh, uh, Ms. Campbell, and was there one from the public? Number 44. Number 44 has been pulled from the public. 
Okay, and Commissioner Bogan pulled that one also. All right, can I, Drew, you want to read the, the new updated, amended, revised consent agenda? <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. Uh, the consent agenda consists of items one through 69, minus the following items. Uh, item eight and item nine were pulled by Senator Rich just for purposes of an extension. Items 26 and 27 were withdrawn by staff. Item 29 was pulled by uh, Senator Rich. Item 44 was uh, pulled by Commissioner Bogan and the public. Item 47 was pulled by uh, Commissioner Furr. Item 62 was pulled by Senator Rich. Item 67 was pulled by Commissioner Furr. And item 69 was pulled by Senator Geller and Senator Rich. Uh, adding to the consent agenda, however, uh, to be added are items 75, 82, 83, 85, 86, 87, 92, 93, and 94. Would somebody like to make that motion? So move. So move. I have a motion by Senator Geller. I have a second by Commissioner Dr. Sharif. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? That passes unanimously, nine to zero. Commissioner Bogan, you have the floor on your motion to defer that you mentioned. I'm sorry. Would you, you want to make your motion to defer those three items? Oh, yes. Um, thank you, Mayor. Um, item uh, 71, 89, and 90, the preventative health care program. Um, I'd like to make a motion. Uh, to defer that to the first meeting in January, where hopefully I'll be able to provide all the substantive answers at that time. Drew? I know. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to make sure, Commissioner Bogan, one of the items is a public hearing item. Did you, well, I think that's item 70, uh, 71. Did you want to continue the first item? If you do, we should wait until the public hearing opens on it. Uh, so do you just want to, for right now, defer 89 and uh, 90, I believe they are? Uh, and, and then when the public hearing opens, then move to continue the other item? Any way you want to do it. I, I want to, my end goal is to have all three items uh, deferred to January. It just saves us from having to, to re-advertise. So that would be pre preferable if that's okay. Sure. Okay, so we have a motion to defer item number 89. What, what were the numbers, Drew? Uh, the, the numbers are 89 and 90. 89 and 90. Uh, okay, I have a motion second. by Commissioner Bogan. Second. I, I have a second by Commissioner Furr. All in favor of deferring 89 and 90 signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? That passes unanimously. And we'll pick up 71 when we open the public hearings later on. Thank you, Mayor. Um, agenda item number eight is the first item pulled from mm -hmm. consent, and it was pulled by Commissioner Rich for an abstention. Uh, may I do eight and nine together? Uh, yes. Okay. yes, you may, Senator okay. Rich. Um, I, I serve on the board of the Area-Wide Council on Aging, which will be impacted financially if items eight and nine pass. I do not receive any compensation for serving on this board, and I therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on items eight and nine and ask that this be reflected in the minutes. Okay, I have a motion by Vice Mayor Fisher. Do I have a second? Second. I have a second by Senator Geller. All in favor of items number eight and nine signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that matter passes, both those matters pass eight to zero with Senator Rich abstaining. That brings us to item number 29, which is also okay. pulled by mm -hmm. Senator Rich. Okay. Um. There is a correction that was made, but I am still concerned um, about the correction on uh, 29 because it 
in the in the um, agenda, it indicated that the funding for this was $125,000, which is not correct. Um, that is only one aspect of the funding. That happens to be the local application, the, the local match. So um, it's still not clear when you read it, uh, the way it is uh, on the on the sheet that we just approved, um, that uh, that this is. So I would just like to um, make sure that this reflects the fact that the funding in the amount of $125,000 is for the local match. It is not to cover the entire program. There's 400000 in ship money. There's a tax credit uh, involved here. So this is just a piece of it. So if we can just say uh, multifamily uh, rental, uh, new construction strategy uh, um, funding uh, to include local application match of $125,000 just so that it doesn't see, appear that this whole thing of 113 units is being built with $125,000. Um, so can we include that as oh, we... Absolutely, she's, she's correct. Um, the amount that's coming for SHIP for the local share is that 125000 but the project is significantly more than that, so she's correct. Okay, so, so we'll clarify that as we move it forward, but with that, do I have a motion to approve? Yeah. I, I have a motion by Senator Rich to approve item number 29. I have a second by Dr. Sharif. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? That passes 9 to 0. That brings us to item number 44, which was pulled by Commissioner Bogan and the public. Commissioner Bogan, you're recognized. True. I want to defer first to counsel. True, you're recognized. Huh. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan, because this item was, was pulled and it's a quasi-judicial item, uh, our code provision 1-328A2 requires that this proceeding be continued for two weeks or until the next meeting of the board that's after two weeks. So that would be the first meeting in January, unless the applicant asks that the item be heard today. Uh, I'm not sure if the applicant's representative uh, is here or is on the phone. Uh, does anybody know if that's the case? <clears throat> yep. Uh, Ms. Keith, uh, good yes. morning. Good morning. Uh, I, I just uh, want to ask you, uh, do you wish that the quasi-judicial proceeding be continued until the first meeting in January? The reason I'm not giving a firm date is that may be discussed right now. It's planned to be January 13th. Uh, or would you prefer for the, uh, the proceeding to happen today? I think as a representative of the applicant, we could agree to go to the meeting in January. Okay, thank you. Uh, so uh, if, if we could, uh, I don't even think, know that we need a motion to defer. I think just at the applicant's request, this would be deferred, and it would be deferred then until the first meeting in January. Thank you. Okay, I know there was somebody from the public speaking with that. We would defer that public speaker until January also? Yes, there's no obligation until we're ready to take a vote on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So item number 44 has been deferred at the request of the applicant to the first meeting in January. No actions necessary. Item number 47, Commissioner Farr. Thank you. Uh, this item makes alterations to the Homeless Continuum of Care Board uh, through the Intergovernmental Sunset process. And most of these changes are regarding the procurement process and other HUD HUD regulations. Mm -hmm. However, one of the items, uh, you should note that it changes the representatives from mm -hmm. cities from a designee to a staff member. This, this affects Hollywood, and, I, and 
I would like to ask to defer this to find out how they want to deal with this. Um, I think the, the county and the city have been working very well together on the homeless issues. I think Hollywood has just uh, hired two people. Uh, and so I want to, so I think they're trying to figure out how to do this best. So I'm going to ask for a deferment until I get clear, clear picture on this, if that's okay. I have not had a chance to, uh, with all this stuff going on, I just didn't get to it, and I, I was hoping I would. So I'm going to ask to, I'm going to make a motion for to defer. To, okay, I have a to motion. The, to, the, to the first week, first meeting in January. Okay, I have a motion by Commissioner Furr to defer this item to the first meeting in January. Is there a second? Second. I have a second by Com Dr. Sharif. It's open for discussion. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, perhaps uh, the county administrator can comment on this. Uh, this is a very important board, the Homeless Continuum of Care Board, and um, the criticisms that I have heard regarding the board is that perhaps it's a little top-heavy, it has too many members, and uh, this idea that uh, we may have uh, staff persons on behalf of a municipality um, be part of the board, is that something that is um, driven by or, or supported by the county? Again, we have um, the, the homeless continuum of care has operated pretty uh, independently. Um, they work with the staff, and this is one of their recommendations. But I, 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 I'm, I'm not aware that the that the staff would have any issue with deferring the item until um, commission, uh, Commissioner Fur has an opportunity to weigh in on it. And, and it's important for Hollywood, as it is for all of the coastal cities. I mean, from right. Deerfield Beach, Pompano, Fort Lauderdale. Dania Beach, Hollywood, Houndell Beach. It seems to be that the, the largest concentration of our homeless population is in these areas. So um, I hope that in the interim, as this is being considered and discussed, that um, the, the coastal municipalities will engage with whatever comments they have, uh, because we certainly want um, this board that gives us a, a level of expertise on, on these important issues uh, uh, give us their thoughts on how this board might um, improve. It's already doing well, but you know, improvement is always uh, possible. So those comments. Mayor. Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. I'm going to recognize Commissioner Rich, Thank and you. then I'll put Commissioner right. Farr in the That's queue. Right. Thank you. Um, I'd just like to say that I chair the Homeless Continuum Board, and this has been a topic of discussion for a very long time. This is nothing new. We have three cities that are represented because they are have the heaviest concentrations right. of homeless. That's Pompano, Fort Lauderdale, and Hollywood. And uh, the intent has been to either have an elected official or a staff person with direct access to the count to the city administration in order for us to be able to work better with those cities. And this is about this is actually about a person, a person um, who would no longer be able to serve in that capacity. The other two cities already do it. Hollywood does not. So that is what this is about, and I'm sure we, it's fine to be deferred. But I just want to clarify that this is nothing new. Uh, we, have, we have done much better over the last several years as a result of having that level of person representing the cities, those, three, those cities, on the uh, continue, Homeless Continuum of Care Board. And, well, here. Uh, thank you, Senator Rich. Commissioner Farr, you're recognized. And she's correct on that, and I think Hollywood is evolving to that. But I, I, I have not had a chance to have those discussions yet, okay. and I wanted to have those discussions. That's Thank all. And, okay. and, fi and finally, I do think 
it is important for both Dania and Fort Lauderdale and Pompano to, to make sure that we're all on the same page on this. Okay. If, if I might just share the, okay. my thoughts here. Uh, because there's uh, the heaviest concentration of our homeless population in these coastal cities, I mean, is there some possibility that they could have a kind of a, a, a weighted uh, uh, presence or representation? Because if you have some mm -hmm. folks that, that have a, a level of expertise in this area, although they're not uh, a Hollywood or Pompano Beach or Fort Lauderdale staff person, uh, I don't know that, that I would not want to have that voice there because I, I thought that the, the whole idea is that we get a lot of different perspectives on, on the challenges with our homeless population. Okay. So that's, that was kind of my uh, concern in, in uh, discussing the item. Okay. So we've now finished round one. We're into round two. I'd prefer if we're going to defer it, let's defer, let's defer it, work it. with staff, right. and then when yes. it comes um, back, it'll come fine. back. So I have a motion to defer by Commissioner Farr. Mm -hmm. I think Senator Geller, or <clears throat> Commissioner Ryan seconded it. All in favor of deferring item number 47 to the first meeting in January, aye. please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. That's deferred to the first meeting January past 9.0 to the reading clerk. Uh, agenda item number 62 is uh, Senator Rich. Okay. So, 62. Okay, so I, I would just kind of like to, before we voted on this, I wanted to clarify this. Um, um, because I did not uh, kind of uh, agree with everything that was in here. I, I and I, maybe, uh, Drew, if you want to clarify where we are now on this. Um, uh, originally, I think uh, we, we, we were going to keep the five days. Is, are we keeping the five days for the supplemental at this point? Yes. Uh, thank you, Senator Rich and, and Mayor. Uh, so currently, uh, supplemental item needs to be submitted by uh, sometime uh, on the Thursday before commission meeting. So for today's meeting, it would have had to be submitted by last Thursday. I think it's 3 o'clock. Uh, and then Ms. Henry's uh, team would distribute it the next day. Uh, however, even after that time, currently, uh, any commissioner could submit a supplemental item. It could come out Friday. It could come out Monday. It could theoretically even come out Tuesday morning. All the commissioner needs to do is explain why it couldn't have been submitted earlier, why it, it needs to be considered at that meeting day, and then it's for the board to consider with only sunshine law being a, a potential obstacle. Uh, what this item would do is two things. Number one, it would move the deadline back for submittal of supplemental items to be the Tuesday before commission meeting. So for this meeting, you would have had to distribute it, uh, given it to Ms. Henry uh, by last Tuesday. And if something comes up in between, uh, so after last Tuesday and before today, that you feel needs to uh, uh, be considered by the board, for example, today, uh, you could still submit it. You would explain why it should be considered, but the mayor would be the gatekeeper, would apply the criteria that are stated in the <clears throat> code and determine whether it should be heard. Now, Senator Rich, there's already been a proposed amendment by mm -hmm. Commissioner Bogan uh, that would, I think, retain the Thursday deadline instead, right. of, the, instead of the the Tuesday deadline, but it would right. still give the mayor that discretion. And what I was going to say to you is, this is only setting it for public hearing. So if you'd like, we could certainly, if the board is interested in doing so, can move this forward. We could work with you uh, prior to next week when this is coming up, next Tuesday, okay, and prepare a, a proposed amendment that you might be interested in. Okay, thank you. Okay, so this is just setting the matter to public hearing, so we can bring all these questions to the county attorney when it okay. comes to the public hearing. If anybody wants to comment on it, I'll recognize them. If not, let's move this forward and do it all on the 14th. 
motion to approve. I have a motion by yes, Commissioner uh, Dr. Barbara Sharif. I have a second by Senator Geller. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 9 to 0. Agenda item number 67 is Commissioner Furr. You're recognized, sir. Thank you. This is well, this will be real quick. Um, in reviewing the uh, surtax funds and the oversight board, I was monitoring what they were talking about. And, and, and through the audit, most of it was positive. There were a couple things that were, that were brought up, but I was fine. You know, I think they'll be handled. What I did hear, though, was a suggestion by the chair that they try to do an annual workshop to bring in new ideas and to uh, let the public know what is going on with the surtax every year. I think that's a good idea uh, to, to be soliciting new, you know, because over, the, over a period of 30 years, there's going to be lots of new ideas and things, how to, how to coordinate with fiber optic, all those kind of things. So I think they were on to something. Uh, Alan Hooper had, made, I think, made the suggestion. I'm, I'm just bringing that up here um, for consideration. I think it's a good idea uh, to try to do that. One, I think the public needs to know what's happening on the surtax. Well, they are paying for it. Where there's lots of things that are going on, but they don't always see it or don't know it. This would be a chance to make those known as well as solicit new ideas. So with that, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I have no problem with the audit. I just, need, I just need a little excuse to talk about that for a second. <laughs> so motion to approve. I have a motion by Commissioner Furr, second by Dr. Sharif, to approve. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? That passes unanimously, 9 to 0. The next order of business is, was pulled. It's item 69. It's the calendar. Um, I'm just going to tell you why I, we were set to meet Tuesday the 10th, Tuesday, or Tuesday the 11th. Tuesday the 11th is election day. Um, it's the first day of session. We usually don't meet on an election day, and it was very confusing with the resignation and the new people coming in. So that's why I did what we would normally do when we don't meet on a Tuesday, is set it for the same Thursday of that week. Um, and, and that's why I have it in like that. I know this was pulled by uh, Senator Rich and Senator Geller. Mm -hmm. I'll call Senator Rich first, then Senator Geller, and I'll recognize anybody else. Okay. Senator Rich, you have the floor. Okay, thank you. Um, so um, our calendar had showed uh, for a long time that we were having a meeting on January 11th. Uh, because of that, uh, I made arrangements to go out and see my children in California, who I have not seen through the entire pandemic. I cannot change that now that this is put on the 13th. And I would appreciate it either if we have it on the 11th or on the 12th so that I could be at this, at this meeting. There are a lot of important things on this agenda, and um, there is just nothing I can do to change my, my uh, plans with my children at this point. And I did it because the calendar was set, and I did it according to the calendar. Okay. Thank you. So I'll accept that as a motion to change the meeting to Wednesday, January 12th. Okay. Is that moved? Is there a second for that? Okay. I have a second for discussion by Commissioner Farr and, and Dr. Sharif. Okay. I'm going to recognize Senator Geller, and then I'll add anybody else to the queue. Thank you. Um, the only reason, Mr. Mayor, that I asked to uh, pull this was when I saw the motion to amend it because I wanted clarification. I'm fine with it on the 13th. I have also already made plans based on the fact on the preliminary schedule, the 13th. I am always the first day of the legislative session in Tallahassee and have already made plans based upon this calendar that says the 13th. I made plans. I will be in Tallahassee on the 11th, and I've got full meeting schedule on the 12th with people, and I'm coming back 
the evening of the 12th so that I could be here on the 13th because what the calendar said. I said similar situation to Senator Rich. I mean, there's not a right or wrong answer here, um, but I would prefer that we keep it the way it is on the 13th, simply because you know that normally what we do when we don't meet on a Tuesday is we meet on a Thursday, and I'm hoping we can continue that. And I apologize to you know Senator. It's nothing personal here. It's just we each have. A conflict, and I'm hoping um, conflicting conflicts. I'm hoping that we can keep it on the 13th, which is, you know, the Thursday, which is how we normally do it when we're not meeting on a Tuesday. Commissioner Bogan. To try to satisfy our two commissioners, there's a compromise. Why don't we just push it one week, and we'll have back-to-back -back meetings. So just push it one week. And so that'll satisfy both commissioners, and we'll have our meetings in January. Okay, Mr. Mayor. Um, I, I like Commissioner Bogan's idea. The other option is can we meet on a Friday? I think. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Senator Rich, you're still not here on the Friday either. So I apologize. Let's not do it on a Friday. Right. Uh, can, wait, wait, wait. County Administrator, does it work if we push it back to the next Tuesday and just do back-to-back -back meetings? We, uh, we'll do back-to-back. -back. I was just trying to get the the actual date of that. Uh, to make sure it's not conflicting with the holiday. And, uh, it's probably on my calendar. Real quick. But Martin Luther King Day is the, is the 17th, but it would be the 18th. Yes. Uh, the 17th. Okay. Okay, so can I have, a, can I have an amended? Uh, I'll make a motion. No, 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 no. That, that was my idea now. <laughs> <laughs> to make okay, it easier, I'm trying Mr. to help Rich, you move would, it you, would you please restate your motion and include it for the Tuesday, the 18th, instead of the Will you be back the by the 18th? Oh, and the Thursday, the 20th, yes. would be the back. You'll be back. Okay. By so, Tuesday, by Tuesday the 18th. Tuesday the 18th. Correct. That works. And then Thursday yeah. the 20th. He said he wants back to back, or you want back to back? No, no, Tuesday. no, no. He then it would be Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday the next week after. Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday the 18th and Tuesday the 25th okay. is your motion. So good, good idea. Drew? Good idea. Yeah, you're an idea. You're a real idea person. If if you're if you're doing that, Mayor, can we just also please uh, uh, get direction to change all of the public hearing settings, yep. all of the meetings, yeah. including the. Quasar Judicial, everything will be to the new calendar. I was Thank just going to say that. All right, so I have a motion by Senator Rich to make the first meeting in January on Tuesday, January 18th. Do I have a second? Okay. It is Broward Days. I was going to be there. there. I'm not going to be there. We'll have our meeting in Tallahassee. Right. Um, all right. The other so the other suggestion, the 19th, the, the Friday doesn't work. Um, can you can you call in from Tallahassee on that on that Wednesday if we did it? Uh, I guess either Senator Rich or I can call in wherever we no, are. I can't. I'm on a plane. You're, she's on a plane. I'm on a plane. The, um, on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I prefer to be uh, on the, that meeting. I think we're going to have a lot of serious items. Um, right. Thursday the 20th, excuse me, Mayor. Uh, Thursday the 20th uh, avoids Broward Days. Works for, works well, for we me. We just move it from the 18th to the 20th. Right. 
Okay. You, June 20th. You just want to consider yeah, the meeting then on the 25th. Maybe you want to make that either the 27th or February 1st, just so you don't have two meetings within five days of each other. Okay. That's the that's the motion but by then, and then we're gonna have to meet on February eighth. Right. Co correct. Yes. Okay. All right, that's the motion by Senator Rich. Is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner Holmes. It was already the, the second. Repeat the meeting dates. The meeting dates would be Thursday, uh, January the twentieth will be our first meeting in January. And then our our other meeting will be pushed to February the 1st. Okay, that's the motion. I'll be by phone on the 20th. Okay. We'd love to have you. Okay. Um, well, you know, that's my first meeting back that I was going to do my preventative. Is that, is that right? Is, that's a problem. We had two meetings. Why, why wasn't the meeting on the 27th? I thought that was one yeah. week later, February 27th. January 27th? Well, we're going to go on January 27th. Mayor? Okay, wait, wait. County administrator. So if we can table this while we go back and have staff look at the, you know, all the the calendars and all the conflicts, so we can come back with a recommendation. Okay. And, we'll, and we'll do it on the 14th with with a provision that it's not going to be when Commissioner Rich is traveling. I mean, I think, that, or when Senator Geller is. Those those two days are going to be out for. And the 20th is my birthday eve, so I don't know. <laughs> that means you get it. <laughs> All right, and so are we going to table this till the 14th and we'll decide on the calendar on the 14th? So, meeting of the 14th? Defer, defer to the 14th. Yes. I'm sorry, I thought she was just going to go back and check those. Motion deferred to, to the next meeting, the 14th. Okay. Mayor, motion to defer this to the 14th, next meeting. Um, I have a motion by second. Mr. Bogan, second by. This is to, ta this is to table? <laughs> just table. Second by, second by Commissioner Furr. And then what we're going to do is then we have to make sure also that every, all the public hearings that notice when they're going to be are going to be modified based on when the calendar is set at the next meeting. Can we do that? Mayor, if, if Ms. Henry believes that this can be resolved today, maybe the best thing is to Let's table it and just bring it up later today. Okay, we're no, going to bring this sure. up later today. Okay, I have a right. motion to table for a little while. All right. It's been That's properly it. moved and seconded. All in favor of tabling this to later on in the meeting, signify by saying aye. 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 Okay. Mr. Mayor, can I, I, I have one thing to add to the calendar that's not on the list here of the workshops. Get it to the county administrator. Have your okay. office give it they while they're working it. When they bring it back on the table, we'll deal with all of it at once. Okay. All right. So that brings us to 11 o'clock. All right. It wasn't so hard. Now we get to the good stuff. Okay. We have three public hearing items today, which are items 70 through 72. Staff will open each of the public hearing items and recognize any of the member of the public who wishes to comment. Upon completion of the pub any public comment on the item, the item will come back to the dais. Um, one of the public hearing items, item 72, is included in the time certain at 11 o'clock regarding the drawing of the new commission districts. The other public hearing items will be addressed afterwards. Um, other than the fact that we may take Commissioner Bogan's first and just, just, just okay, we'll open that one and we'll do that. 
Um, let's take, let's do commit uh, item number 71, which was Commissioner Bogans that he just wanted to open and defer. If the reading clerk would read that, please. The public hearing on item 71 is now open. Item 71 is a motion to enact ordinance creating the Broward County Preventative Healthcare Program Ordinance creating Article 7 of Chapter 31 and a half of the County Code of Ordinances for the purpose of levying subject subject to approval by referendum, a half percent health care surtax for a period of 12 years, creating a segregated trust fund into which all health care surtax funds will be deposited and providing for the use of health care surtax funds in accordance with Broward County health care plan. There are no member of the public signed up to speak on this item. Commissioner Bogan. I'd like to make a motion to defer this to our first meeting, whenever that's going to be, in, in January 2022. I, have uh, I second. would second his deferral, but I just want to make a comment because I'm not going to be here then. I think this is an exceptional idea, and Thank I think you. it's going to contribute to the long-term health of our community. And so I just want to say I stand in with you. Thank you. And I wish you luck on this. Okay, I have a properly moved motion and second to table. A county attorney had a comment. Yeah, if we could just please change it to motion to continue instead of defer, then we won't have to re to that. Sorry, thank second. you, counsel. I have properly made motion to continue and properly seconded by Dr. Sharif. Is there any comments on a motion to continue? Drew? Uh, you, you can if you'd like, and I just want to be clear just for the record, this is continued until the first, as Commissioner Bogan said, first meeting in January with the date to be set. People could comment if they want, but it's limited to just whether basically any harm would result uh, through the delay, not to the underlying motion. Okay, itself. so this is only something to delay. Um, does anybody really need to comment on this? No. Well, I won't be here in, in, in January, right? Okay. When, when it comes back, so if, if I may. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not, I, Commissioner Hollis, I, I just don't want to talk about the actual. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be long. Okay. Uh, I'll be very brief. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, Commissioner Bogan is seeking more input. Uh, you met with uh, Ms. Rosalind Fraser from Broward Community Family and Health Centers. Uh, I, I think we, there's still a lot more input needed to be uh, had in terms of ensuring the diversity of Broward County and those communities that have been left out are included in this opportunity to get better health care. Thank you, Commissioner Hall. So I have a motion and a second that's been properly moved to continue this item. All in favor of continuing, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The matter is continued. That brings us up to item 72, which we will hear concurrently with item number 76. Reading clerk, please open item number 72 and 76. The public hearing on item 72 is now open. Item 72 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to redistricting amending section 123 of the county code of ordinances and establishing the method of designating the new boundaries of the county commission districts. Item 76 is a motion to adopt resolution designating the new boundaries of the county commission districts pursuant to sections 123 of county code of ordinances. There are nine telephonic speakers and seven in-person speakers for these items. Okay. To facilitate an orderly discussion, I'm going to set some ground rules for items number 72 and item number 76. What I'm going to do and how we're going to work this is after a brief introduction, I'm going to turn this, I'm going to have the county attorney make a brief introduction of the item, and then they're going to have FIU make a brief introduction of the item. Then I'm going to hear public comments, and we're going to hear public comments on both items. Given the number of speakers registered, according to our county's procedural rules, each speaker will have two minutes from the public unless they've signed up for both items, in which case they combine it and then they have three, three minutes to speak. 
Um, and, and we're going to strictly adhere to those rules and those guidelines in accordance with our county procedures to make sure that this moves um, smoothly. I'm asking while we are having the public comment and while we first open the item that commissioners hold all their questions during that period. If you have any questions, I'm then going to recognize you after and then we can go through all the questions. Following the public comments, we'll first do a vote on item 72, which is merely a procedural thing to allow us to get into item 76. Um, that should be relatively simple. Item 72 has nothing to do with the maps, what maps we're choosing. That's Mayor, just, move it. No, wait. no we're, we haven't read it yet, but oh, we will. Okay. We will then have a discussion on item 76. That's the resolution which will adopt one of the four proposed maps. To make sure that we timely complete, list, complete this item, we are going to strictly follow Robert's rules on this. Unless there's a motion to limit debate and it's made and passes by someone, we will do a maximum of two rounds with a maximum of 10 minutes per members in accordance with Robert rule, Robert's rules. In between the first and second round, we are going to rank. The, the county attorney will give us a, a, a form. We're going to rank it. It's a non-binding ranking. It's just a way to get some kind of gauge of where we're at on that. And then we'll go into the second round. If at any time somebody makes a motion and we can get to five on a map, then the issue is resolved and the issue is done. Um, and with that, um, I'm going to turn this over to the county attorney for a brief opening. Thank you very much, Mayor. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm going to give a very short introduction to this item and then turn it over to FIU to introduce the four maps it has designated. Uh, after public comment, uh, Joe Gironi, who has served as our lead lawyer on redistricting, will be available to answer questions. Renee, who has also been very, very involved, is here as well. Uh, as everyone on the board knows, our charter was amended in 2018 to require the county to contract with a university to designate the commission districts. The charter requires the process utilized by the university to be open and transparent. Sorry, just quorum counting here, we're, we're good. Uh, and requires that the commission adopt a redistricting plan as designated by FIU, provided the plan is consistent with the requirements of law. Uh, in this instance, the FIU, we believe, and we've been very active in this process, has gone above and beyond to ensure the process has been open and transparent. Not only did FIU do everything the contract required it to do, uh, but when it was asked to do even more, uh, it did even more. Uh, consistent with the contract, FIU designated four maps for the board to consider today. It is our strong legal opinion that each of the maps was drawn in full compliance with all applicable legal requirements, including the charter. Now, that doesn't mean that other maps couldn't have been drawn or maps couldn't have been drawn in other ways that might also meet the legal requirements. But it does mean that the board has four viable options from which to choose today. Redistricting is first and foremost a math problem. Approximately one-ninth of our total population needs to be allocated to each commission district. Uh, the courts generally recognize a, a variance of up to 10%, but FIU had the goal of achieving as small a variance as is practicable to ensure that there's equal representation. So on each of the maps that FIU is presenting today, uh, the maximum variance is under 2.5%. Uh, there are a number of other principles that must be complied with, including the districts cannot be drawn with the intent to favor 
or disfavor a political party or incumbent, they cannot be drawn with the intent or result of denying or abridging the equal opportunity of racial or language minorities to participate in the political process or diminish their ability to elect representatives of their choice, the districts must be of contiguous territory, they must be compact except where otherwise required to comply with applicable law, including the charter, and the districts where feasible shall utilize existing political and geographical boundaries. FIU considered each of these things in developing the four maps presented today after hearing and considering a large amount of public and community leader input and making changes that FIU felt were appropriate to address that input. But more than anything else, FIU's proposed maps presented to the board today were guided by the numbers uh, as they are required to be. And today, as you mentioned, Mayor, we're also guided by a number. The board needs to get to five votes on one of the maps. Uh, because each of the maps meets all of the required standards the charter provides that the board should select from one of these four maps. If for some reason we can't get to five votes today, FIU will be listening to the comments and can produce a variation on, on one of the maps for an additional cost under the contract, and any additional maps that were produced could be considered either later today, time permitting, or on uh, December 14th. Uh, but this process has been going on for about six months, and we're very unlikely to hear something today that we haven't heard during the six-month process. In other words, whatever someone says today or asks has with near certainty already been considered by uh, FIU and incorporated into the maps or, or a decision was made not to incorporate it. I just want to briefly talk about the voting process uh, because this has uh, changed. This has been a very active uh, discussion uh, and, and uh, thoughts have changed on it. So I just want to mention what the intention is to make sure that nobody has a problem with it and that everybody understands it. Uh, so uh, first, uh, FIU is going to introduce the maps, as the mayor said, and then we're going to hear public comment, uh, and then a first round of board discussion and debate, and then is, uh, we're going to be handing out ranking sheets. We're going to ask each of you to please write your name on the ranking sheet that's required for sunshine purposes, uh, and then to rank the maps one to four, with one being your favorite and four being your least favorite. If you submit something, and Renee's gonna come up and Joe's gonna come up, we'll each stand next to three of you. If you submit something that doesn't have all of the maps ranked, we're gonna ask you to please fill them in because otherwise, if there's a blank, we couldn't count the ballot because that would skew the results. Uh, after uh, we tally that ranking, which we'll do very quickly, as the process has been amended, uh, the two lowest ranked maps, which actually will have the highest scores, because remember, four is your lowest ranking, the, t the two least preferred maps by the, by the board and the aggregate will be temporarily put aside. The two remaining maps, the highest ranked maps uh, based by the board, will then be the subject to a, of a second ranking. Uh, and then whichever, and we'll explain it again when it comes up, uh, but that second ranking will at that point determine which map will be the subject of the first motion to approve. If it gets to five votes, we're done, there's some stuff to clean up after that, which we'll talk about, some other motions, but we're basically done on the map. Uh, uh, but if it doesn't get to five votes, uh, we will move on to, uh, to the next one. Now, one thing I wanted to mention to you, and this is important, there's been some discussion, uh, both uh, you know, folks here and, and, and by the public, uh, who are unsure about some of the numbering on some of the maps. When we give you the ranking sheet and we ask you to approve the maps, Please don't worry about the district numbering.
please just approve the maps themselves to make sure you're comfortable with that map. Uh, and then, if anybody wants to, after we select the map by, by group vote, then anybody who wants to could make a motion to change any of the district numbering uh, if that's what they want to do. Uh, to make sure that this works, uh, we would agree that there wouldn't be any substitute motions, but we would follow this procedure. Uh, I just, uh, at this point, I ju we just asked Renee or Joe, is there anything you think I need to mention? Uh, no, uh, in that case, I'd like to introduce our uh, truly great partners from FIU, Dr. Moreno and Dr. Ocheva, to briefly introduce the maps. And I, I do want to publicly thank them for how they've handled this process. It uh, truly is run like a well-oiled machine. Uh, Mayor, if I may ask them, which I didn't okay. even have to, come up to the podium. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, may I ask a question? Yeah. Commissioner Geller just has a quick procedural question on what you just okay. said. Okay, I agree with your process. My question is, do we need a motion, Mr. Mayor, County Attorney, to adopt that process? Uh, okay. we, we, we don't. Uh, okay, if in that case, a, I'm done. Yeah, we, we don't because any formal vote is going to occur. Uh, now, if anyone disagrees with it, if, I mean, obviously, if it's the will of the board to, to go with that process, if we have a lot of dissension, then it would be good to hear that now and we can amend the process. I, I also have a, a question and an issue on process. The ask is that we rank these maps regardless of the numbering of the district. It doesn't make sense for me to do that because if I have to wait to come back for a vote, then the ranking that I'm given is meaningless because part of what I need to know is the district number that will be represented on the map that I select if I select one or the other. So I, I, it's, it's, I don't see how we fix that. Okay. Point noted. I'm going to recognize FIU, and we'll go from there. Well, before we uh, describe the maps, I want to um, explain a little bit how we got here, how we got to these four maps. And, um, and first, we were given a charge of what uh, Broward County's redistricting principles are, and these are, of course, based on the Florida Constitution, Broward County Charter, the Federal Constitution, and the Voting Rights Act. And the attorney explained the redistricting principles that we follow, one person, one vote, no discrimination, compactness and contingency, so forth. Then we entered a period of uh, public inputs and meetings. Uh, we set up a public website. We had seven public meetings throughout the county in Miramar, Hollywood, Plantation, Pompano Beach, and North Lauderdale, and two online. Many of these meetings, in fact, all of them was attended at least by one member of the commission, if not two or three. Um, and then after we finished the uh, public meetings, I believe on October 30th, uh, Maria and I entered into uh, drawing some uh, draft maps. We, we've been working with concept maps. We've talked to uh, commissioners, members of the public, these hearings, and we were playing around with ideas. But after we heard all the comments, we got down seriously to drawing maps. And I believe we came up with eight or nine maps. And then uh, Maria and I and our staff picked it out four that we presented to the county attorney. And we had a couple of sessions of uh, rigorous uh, legal review. 
in which uh, the county attorney's office, uh, all three of them who are present here today, put me and Marie under the grill of uh, why is this line drawn here and not here? Uh, why are you using a municipal boundary in this case and a major road on this case? And this process went on for uh, a, a couple of days and a couple of sessions. Um, and now we're at the final stages, and that is we tried to produce four maps which offered the commission, uh, because there are some choices which is beyond our pay grade, it's, it's a public policy decision, which offers the commission uh, clear choices, uh, which, uh, because there's no such thing as a perfect map. Certain redistricting principles are going to clash with each other, and it's your job to decide which ones you favor. So we try to give you four maps that offer different alternatives and at the same time adhere to the redistricting principles outlined by the county attorney. And the perfect example is the city of Miramar. In map B, the city of Miramar is uh, a part of uh, the eastern part, uh, east of I-75, it goes into one district, west of I-75, it goes to another district. Uh, map D keeps Miramar whole in one district, like it is today. And map A and B divide, A and C divided on Flamingo Road. So that's, and Maria will now outline the numerous uh, choices you have in the different maps. Thank you. Thank you, Dario. Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, I want to express my appreciation for your legal team. They were really amazing in, uh, in their proficiency, in, in their guidance. And also the public, uh, over 300 members of the public were involved providing input, suggestions, feedback on the concept maps and our ideas. Uh, uh, so I want to recognize that input as well. Very briefly, um, I will describe some of the differences of, of the maps, the main, the, the, the most important differences across the, the four maps. And Dario already alluded to, uh, to some of them. Again, these are options for you to consider. Uh, following uh, the, the principles, there are obviously variations, and as we ma made these choices, you'll see the differences across the maps. The maps were shared with you and the public uh, about three weeks ago. So hopefully you will have the time to, to review them and uh, provide us with any additional guidance or comments afterwards. So starting with map A, um, and as uh, um, your county attorney mentioned, all of the maps um, uh, have a very, very low deviation. This particular map, the deviation is about 1.9%, which is the difference between the largest and the smallest district uh, based on the, the proposed boundaries. Uh, one of the important characteristics of, of this map and uh, um, um, some, some others is that we, we have the coastal communities in two districts, District 4, which extends down to the Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood boundary, and then District 6, which includes uh, Hallandale Beach and uh, uh, mo most of, of, of Hollywood. Um, we also have uh, uh, differences in, uh, in the central um, districts, uh, you will see in, in this map, uh, as uh, the attorney mentioned, uh, some of the numbers are, are reversed, District 7 and District 8. Again, this is given to you as a policy option. If, you, if the commission so desires, you can make that choice of, of renumbering them or reversing uh, back to the original number so the District 8 is, uh, is again in the south. 
In this map, we, we follow State Road 7 as the boundary between <clears throat> the central districts, um, and uh, that, that means in terms of municipal boundaries, which you, uh, you, you see also on the maps, that we're splitting some of the central cities in, in Broward, in particular Lauder Hill and uh, Lauderdale Lakes. In the south, uh, the boundary be between districts 1 and 7 is Flamingo Road, um, which again is followed in, in some of the other maps uh, and, and not in others. And then we follow the western municipal uh, boundary, which is Western Road or Dykes Road in, in the south as the boundary with uh, District 5. Moving on to map B, uh, the deviation in this map is the largest of all four maps, uh, although still well below the legally allowed 10% uh, uh, threshold, it's uh, about 2.4%. And here um, we have uh, um, all of Deerfield Beach contained in uh, District 2, unlike in the previous map where it was split between uh, Districts 4 and, and 2. Uh, we also follow a different uh, boundary um, in uh, the central districts um, where you can, uh, you can see we follow 31st Avenue, uh, which is uh, uh, Lod um, Lauder Lauder Hills boundary uh, and uh, mostly uh, Lauderdale Lakes. Uh, in the south, uh, District 8, um, now District 8 is, uh, is, is in the south, the number, the number is uh, ba based on the original numbering. We follow... Uh, if I may, just, just there's a uh, request no, 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 that we no, have no. the maps shown wait, 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 no. continue, while we're talking about continue them. Continue and then I'm going to recognize you. Continue and we're going we're gonna to do it the way we have... I understand, but it's a, a public request that the maps that are being discussed be displayed so that people can see them. Yeah, if, is there a way to put the maps up, put those up? that can be done. Thank you. I thought they were up there. The four maps I'm discussing are available for everybody to access at Broward.org slash redistricting. So that's the website we're opening now, and we'll open the, the four maps for you. Thank you, Commissioner Holness. So, so for the record, for the public that's watching this at home, Broward.org backslash redistricting, you can pull up these maps, and they're going to try and put them up in the screens as, we, as, they talk, as she talks about them. Yep. All right, I'll wait a second while the maps show on your screen. Okay. All right, um, we, we are on map B. I'll, I'll scroll. go back and do A Sure. Here we go. As, as I was describing, we have two coastal districts. Uh, this is uh, the first map. Maps A and C have the numbers of District 7 and District 8 reversed. So District 8 in this map and in Map C is in Central Broward now. And as I was saying earlier, we follow State Road 7 as the boundary between District 8 and 9. 
in the south we follow Flamingo Road uh, as the boundary between 7 and, and 1. Um, and then District 1 follows the, the western municipal boundary or, uh, or western road, Dykes Road in, in the south. Um, th these are the, the, the most important uh, um, nodes on, on this map. In map B, In map B, um, the city of Deerfield Beach is fully contained in, in District 2, um, unlike in the previous map. Uh, then in, in the south, as the, bond, uh, the boundary between District 1 and District 8, um, here the, uh, you have the original numbering on the maps, the boundary between 1 and 8 is uh, um, I-75. Uh, and then we go into, into Pembroke Pines following uh, municipal boundaries and, and major roads. And then in, in the south, we, we follow the Cooper City Davy boundaries uh, going, going um, eastward. Uh, the other difference, as I, as I noted here, is the boundary uh, between the Central Broward districts, uh, 7 and, and 9. Uh, it's uh, 31st Avenue, uh, which allows uh, most of uh, Lauderdale Lakes and Lauder Hill uh, to be contained in a single district, District uh, 9. In Map C, uh, once again, Deerfield, uh, once again, Deerfield Beach is in, in District 2. Um, uh, once again, Lauderdale Lakes and Lauder Hill are fully contained in, in District 9. In the south, uh, District 1 and 7 border at uh, Flamingo Road. And then we follow uh, municipal uh, uh, boundaries, uh, uh, David Cooper City, um, Southwest Ranches as the um, uh, boundary with District 5. And then uh, um, Western uh, municipal boundary. Uh, the other variation that uh, uh, you see here is in the um, in the southern uh, district, whether it's seven or um, or eight, uh, with the reverse numbering. Um, for for that, uh, in in some of the maps, we uh, we follow municipal lines. Um, if if not, then we follow major roads um, to um, to denote the boundary between uh, these districts. And the final map, uh, it's it's significantly different from the others, uh, based on. Uh, Input from the public, um, um, the starting point uh, it here um, that I want to point your attention to is that in that map, as my colleague mentioned, District 8 um, is, uh, is fully contained, uh, fully contains uh, Mir the city of Miramar. That's the only map in which city of Miramar is uh, not broken up across two districts. And then also uh, city of Hollywood is, is fully contained in, in District 6. Um, in, uh, in Central Broward, the, the other difference here is that uh, Lauderdale Lakes, as uh, previously was in, in Districts 9, or split between uh, the Central Broward districts. In this map, it, it is in District 7. And the coastal districts are, um, are very similar to some of the previous maps, um, which uh, unfortunately means Deerfield Beach is in, in two uh, districts. Um, Again, extending all the way to uh, to the Fort, Lauder Fort Lauderdale Hollywood uh, municipal line. Uh, you'll you'll also notice a slightly different shape for District Five, which extends a little bit more to the north to uh, to balance the the population, and and uh, to to create that 2.1 percent deviation for for this map. Again, the largest deviation on all the maps is 2.42 percent, uh, um, which uh, again makes it makes it legal, but and, and it means that there is almost equal representation across districts. 
So um, thank you for your consideration of these maps. Again, you, um, you have options to, to discuss and uh, to decide on, but we wanted to present uh, um, some of the, the variations in, in a brief format. Uh, as you review the maps, we, we look forward to, to your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm now gonna open this to the public, and I'm gonna start with the people that are here that signed in to speak. So there are three people signed in for item number 72, and six people signed in for item number 76. So the only person that signed in twice, it looks like, is Michael Rayner. So Michael Rayner gets under our rules three minutes, and the balance of the people that signed in in person will get two minutes. So I'm going to first recognize, in the order that I have it, Mr. David Morantz. Please step forward. And on deck is going to be Marsha Ellison. So if Marsha Ellison can step forward to be on deck. Marsha Ellison. Michael Rayner is behind Marsha Ellison. Go ahead, Mr. Morantz. Good, good afternoon, um, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and um, County Commissioner, and um, County Superintendent, and Commission. Uh, my name is David Morantz. I am the executive director of the Deerfield Beach Economic Development Council. We delivered electronically a letter of a position that our board with no dissenters sent to each of the commissioners, um, uh, emphatically suggesting um, that we stay with the status quo with regard to the way Deerfield Beach is um, represented. Uh, I guess to paraphrase Joni Mitchell when she was lamenting about status quo, she said, you, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Actually says you don't know what you've got till it's gone. You know, we're a, a very diverse community. Um, and the, I won't say the infighting, but the lack of, um, the lack of coordination through that, um, our diversity has really hindered our, our ability to have a common voice on the, uh, on the county level. And over, I've been working in the city of Deerfield Beach in the chamber and some other nonprofits since 2010 and to see how far we've come, particularly because we benefit, frankly, from um, uh, a platform where our diverse community can uh, have a full voice to the, uh, the, the county commission has helped out. Um, in our letter, I'll just go, uh, go over it quickly. Um, you know, we share a lot in common with the coastal communities. We share a lot of common with the um, underserved communities in, in District 4, um, the two corridors, Federal Highway, Dixie Highway, but most importantly, I think, um, those zip codes that are uh, identified in Prosperity Broward and Up Broward, and that relates to affordable housing initiatives and things like that. To the west, you know, we have our older community, we have these great industrial corridors, and we have a lot of infrastructure issues. The uh, Sawgrass Expressway, um, Monarch Hill, and um, the Florida's Turnpike. So we emphatically request that we... Thank you very much, Mr. Morantz. I appreciate you taking the time to come. Our next speaker is Marsha Ellison, and on deck is Michael Rayner. Ms. Ellison, you have the floor for two minutes. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Commissioners. Um, my name is Marsha Ellison. I'm president of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, Fort Lauderdale Broward Branch. I'm also representing the NAACP Florida State Conference. Um, we, our people had an opportunity to review the four maps that were presented, and it is our opinion that map B, as in boy, it gives our community the best opportunity to elect the candidate of our choice. Um, history will reflect for those of who are around that the NAACP was very instrumental in getting single districts. And so as we 
the purpose for that long, long, long fight was to make sure that the community, our community, which was very lacking and was not allowed, based on the previous structure, to elect the candidate of our choice. And so we, the same folk, are still here working to make sure that is indeed the case. And, and we have certainly uh, worked with the community, not only within our organization, but other organizations as well, as well, and come to a consensus that, that Matt B will give us our best opportunity to elect the candidate of our choice. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Ms. Ellison. Great to see you. Mr. Rayner, you're next. Um, and since you signed up for both, you will get three minutes. Mayor. On deck is Commissioner Joy Smith. Mayor, in fairness, before you start the clock, if you just leave it to two minutes, um, I don't want to be an exception to this. Okay. Mr. Rayner is waving his other minute, and he will do two minutes like everybody else. Thank you, sir. Uh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to raise a concern in terms of um, community of interest. And I, I would challenge Drew, probably this one didn't come up. Um, I didn't participate in the workshops, unfortunately. I've been uh, traveling a bit this year, and with, uh, it's been difficult to try to follow some of this process. Um, but in terms of communities of interest, the LGBT community lives pretty much in clusters. We're throughout the county in everybody's districts, um, but we largely live in clusters in Wilton Manors, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Oakland Park, even in Pompano and other parts. Um, however, my concern is the city of Wilton Manors, where I live, uh, maps A, B, and C split uh, the city into two, and then uh, map D moves us to the district to the west. And I really do believe that we um, should be more in line with the district to the east, um, and would recommend that, um, that the city be kept whole um, in the district to the east. Um, in some of that, um, you know, back in 2013, Marsha Ellison and myself, we um, chaired and vice chaired the school board's redistricting process. And one of the things that we did um, in doing that process was made sure that small cities were kept whole. Um, you know, and for me, I know that there are some thoughts where, you know, a small city having more than one commissioner is great possibly for that city. Um, but it's not about necessarily the, the having more representatives in that city. But it's also looking at this aspect where the LGBT community, we struggle to be recognized and are largely invisible in the census. And it's trying to make sure that we have the opportunity to elect representatives of our choice. There has been an LGBT person on the city, on the county commission for one term only, but not reelected. So that still does raise the concern of, you know, hopefully getting to that point and how to do that within your guiding principles and all. Uh, might be a challenge uh, maybe even for the consultants to come back or the attorney. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Rayner. The next speaker is Commissioner Joy Smith. Ms. Smith, I show you signed up for one telephonic and one live, but you're here live and in the flesh, so we're glad to hear from you, and we'll give you two minutes to speak. Also, I, um, I also signed up for 72 and 76. Oh, you signed up for both? Then you will get yes. three minutes. Okay. What yes. city are you with? West Park. Commissioner Smith from West Park, you're recognized for three minutes, ma'am. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, Commissioner Joy Smith from City of West Park and um, in District 8. Now, I've, I've sent out an email to each commissioner here, including the mayor, everyone. I got acknowledged by one commissioner. So in that, with that being said, I'm going to read what I've sent to each one. Dear commissioners, do not disenfranchise me or my vote 
by changing District 8 to District 7. Keep District 8 as District 8 and allow me, myself, and other voters to vote in 2022 to decide who should represent us. On the Broward County Commission, please vote for map B. And um, like I'm saying that this seems like um, a county I map regentrification, so redistricting regentrification. So please, I ask that each one of you please consider the maps and vote B. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you being here. The next speaker is Dahlia Zayas. And on deck is Patty DiBiase. Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. My name is Dahlia Quinones-Zayas. I'm with the Broward Democratic Hispanic Caucus. Thank you for taking the time to being open to listening and hearing different perspectives. Let me start by saying that all constituents had an opportunity to speak at one of the meetings that were being led by FIU. I attended twice. The last meeting on October 30th, we had close to 50 Latino community members participate to listen to Dr. Moreno and the explanations. We made comments and we asked questions, but this caucus did not submit its own map. We trusted the process that the four potential maps would represent a fair and equitable view of the possibilities. I'm here with other leaders, and we believe, at least in our community, that map A and C provide the best opportunity to have a second access point for a Hispanic person on this dais. Our goal is to eventually elect a Latino member, and we believe that with the significant changing demographics across Broward, particularly in Hollywood Pines and Miramar, it presents the most viable track for us to get a Hispanic on the dais. We understand there are no guarantees when a Hispanic runs at a future date. They may lose, they may win. However, we continue to see the influx of Hispanics in our community, and we believe that maps A and C are the most compact, cut cleanly, and really don't make any imprecise cuts in terms of dividing up the districts. Compared to some of the other maps, we believe has in map B, D1 becomes too big, and we represent a big community. We appreciate your strategic leadership, and we know that we want to help you support that there's opportunity for growth for everyone. Exhibit four in your packages state that this is not about the benefit or detriment to any one person or any party, but what's best for the public interest. And we believe as Latinos, majority minority, we will only continue to grow and we want to have an access. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate you taking the time. Our next speaker is Miss Patty DiBiase, and on deck is Monica Ellis. Elliot. Good afternoon. I didn't recognize you without the red hair. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Patty DiBiase. I'm also from the Broward Hispanic Caucus. I would like to you to consider map A and C since this is the best interest for the Hispanic community of Broward County at large. The census shows we have grown considerably and as of now we have no representation. We make a tremendous contribution to our community through small businesses, education, taxes, just to name a few. 
The level of community contribution should also be reflected in Hispanics by having a seat in the dais. Thank you for listening and considering it. Thank you. Our next speaker is Ms. Monica Elliott. You're recognized. And that's our last live speaker that I have signed up. Mayor, Mayor Rogers is in the audience. She signed up for online, but she's okay, here. Okay, and then I'll recognize Her staff signed her up okay. for online. Go ahead. Good you're, morning. You're My, good morning. My name is Monica Elliott. I'm here as president of the League of Women Voters of Broward County. First, we want to thank the FIU team. Considering that you can never make everyone happy and the city boundaries in the county are extremely challenging, we applaud their efforts to comply with the fair district standards. The League does not support MAPD. We agree with statements made by other participants in the public meetings that having multiple commissioners representing a large city is preferable. In this map, we're meaning Miramar. We also do not support Map B. We do not think it's wise to have a small city like West Park represented by two commissioners. It would be much preferable to have West Park, Pembroke Park, and Hallandale Beach represented together along with the eastern half of Hollywood. The differences between Map A and C are small, but may be considered significant by the cities of Deerfield Beach, Lauderhill, and Lauderdale Lakes. With Map C, these cities remain essentially whole, meaning they will be represented by one commissioner. With Map A, Lauderdale Lakes is essentially divided in half to be represented by Districts 8 and 9, and Deerfield Beach loses its northeast corner to District 4. The League does not have a preference regarding these two maps and defers to any comments that have or will be made by representatives of those cities as their preferences. Numbering the districts is challenging, which is another reason the League tends to prefer maps A and C. District 8 will shortly be represented by a person who is not elected by any voter in the county. By having District 8 on the ballot in November 2022, it allows citizens in the newly drawn district to make their own choice of commissioner as quickly as possible. District 7, on the other hand, would be represented by current Commissioner Ryan. While not elected to this newly drawn district, he was elected by voters in this county. Furthermore, I believe you're term limited Thank in 2024. You. This will allow the voters in District 7 to elect a candidate Thank you of very, their choice. Thank you very much for your comments. Our next public speaker is Mayor Hazel Rogers, who signed up for the phone for two items. So I guess she gets three minutes, but she's here live, and she won't do it on the phone. Mayor Rogers, you're recognized for three minutes, ma'am. Good morning, colleagues. Good morning, public. Um, here as mayor of the city of Lauderdale Lakes, but in my capacity as chair of the Broward County, Broward Black Elected Officials Redistricting Committee. We can all say that coronavirus challenged us in every aspect of the census process. Additionally, the political interruptions that created havoc and delays for us. So when we finally received the results from the census, we, had, we did not have enough time, really, that we would normally have to review the maps and make our comments, but we did our best, and you did your best. You followed the law. You made sure that our most recent amendment to the county's charter was addressed, so we had not just the county commissioners making the decision, 
you had FIU who drew the maps. And we had opportunities to speak, and I took my opportunity as, in, as an individual and also as chair. So I would like to say that I stand proudly in recommending that you seriously look at map district map B. And I'm telling you, we looked at the maps, we talked about it as a community. No one can say everyone had an opportunity to speak, but I can tell you we did our best as a community to talk to different cities who wanted to engage, talk to individuals who wanted to engage, and we made a decision to support Matt B. And we're asking for your kind consideration. I thank you. Thank you, Mayor Rogers. Be, be brava, be boy, okay. be black. Thank you. Okay. All right, our next speaker is on the, we're now starting on our phone list. If you're here live, but you signed up on the phone and you hear me call your name, come up to the front. But if not, we're going to the phone. And our first phone speaker is Commissioner uh, Mary McFay from the city of Weston. You have the floor for two minutes. If the online operator would uh, get that person on the line. She's not on the line. She's not on the line, so I'm going to skip her. I'm going to come back in five minutes. If she's not on the line, she's going to have forfeited her right to speak. Commissioner, uh, Ms. Diane Schuler. Yes. Uh, good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. Uh, my name is Diane Schuler. I live in the city of Coconut Creek, and I just wanted to voice my support for uh, Matt B as in boy, because we believe that it provides greatest opportunities for our residents to uh, of the proposed districts 7 and 9 to be represented. Thank you for your attention. Thank you. The next speaker is Esti Pavlika. They are not on the line. Okay, I'm going to recall that one in five minutes. The next speaker is Anastasia Robinson. They've, she signed up for two items, so she has three moments to speak. Uh, open her, her three minutes. Hello, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm just calling in to support Matt B. Um, I work with uh, Florida Rising, uh, and I'm a Broward County organizer, and it would give the best opportunities for those communities. Uh, to thrive and pick the um, person they would like to represent them in their district. So, again, Map B is a boy is the map that we're supporting. Thank you, ma'am. The next speaker is Lourdes uh, Diaz, and she signed up for one, so she'll get two minutes. She is not currently on the line. The next speaker is Margarita Hernandez, who signed up for two, so she will get three minutes. Ms. Hernandez, your line is open. Ms. Hernandez, please make sure your phone isn't muted. Not hearing Ms. Hernandez, I'm going to recall Commissioner Mary McAfee. Ms. McAfee? She is 
she is not on the line. However, we do have two other people who had signed up who I don't believe are on the initial list you have. Okay, recognize them and let me take, let's take those as long as they validly signed up. So they're given two minutes, operator, if you would open for them. And they can state their name when they begin speaking. The first speaker is Rita Lipoff. She has three minutes. She signed up for both 72 and 76. Thank you. Ms. Lipoff, you're recognized for three minutes. I'm sorry I didn't see your name on my list. That's fine. Good morning to everyone. I would like to commend FIU for the wonderful job they did on their maps. Uh, they are far superior to the previous maps. And from what I understand, they did an excellent job trying to input uh, everything the public wanted and, of course, couldn't satisfy everyone. However, I would like to read um, from the Charter of Broward County the specific term limit section 2.06 as proposed by the Broward County Commission was inserted. This section provides that no person shall be eligible for election as a county commissioner for more than three consecutive, yes, consecutive four-year terms commencing with terms beginning in November 2020. It is my belief, uh, which is only my opinion, that this uh, switch of districts uh, taking away the right of the people in the area of Miramar to vote every four years and completely disenfranchising them is possibly for the benefit of Barbara Sharif so she would be able to run in two years against uh, DeSantis appointee rather than having to wait four years to run against uh, an incumbent who has been voted into the seat and been active for four years. I don't understand why FIU uh, bowed the county attorney's office insisting that they present two maps with renumbered districts. I do understand that uh, the battalion led by Drew Myers insisted this was legal. Um, whether or not it's legal... It is something for the lawyers, but uh, without any question, it's clearly wrong. And I also object to this process led by FIU not being recorded meetings because it has made it less transparent as many people were not able to attend all the meetings, let alone some. And it should be the rule that all of those meetings be recorded and the county attorney's office having a, an inappropriate influence on this district renumbering, I believe, would be more apparent. But I would like to thank FIU for good maps, but I wish they had held off from the pressure from Drew Myers, the county the attorney's office. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Lipoff. The next speaker that the operator had, please have them state their name when they're called. Mr. Naranjo, your line is open, and you should have three minutes. Uh, hello, Commissioner. Uh, my name is Carlos Naranjo. I'm with Florida Rising. I work here in Broward County. I'm a Latin American of more than 25 years uh, living in this county, this beautiful county. 
Uh, we're here because uh, we want to support uh, MapPay. Uh, after much analysis, uh, we were able to support this map because we believe that it is less destructive. We believe that the lines are better divided, and, and mostly because we believe that it provides uh, the most uh, accurate and best representation uh, our communities deserve. Um, we were able to have a couple of workshops uh, in English with our members. Uh, we had one uh, discussion with our community assembly in Spanish as well. We know this issue is, you know, um, intricate, and so oftentimes community is not very involved and aware of this. So we made a really big effort to really get community input. Uh, I, I, I commend the work of, of Florida International University. And, and, and again, uh, as a Latin American, uh, and, and as, as, after this process that we had uh, with community and listening from different partners, uh, we believe that uh, this uh, map B is the one that best represents our entire community. Uh, we were able to mobilize some of our members. I believe almost a dozen letters were sent to different commissioners from all over the uh, county. And so we believe, as many have said before here, that map B is the one that represents more clearly and more democratically uh, with better and clearer lines uh, the, 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 the population of our beautiful uh, county. So again, I hope the commission moves forward and support uh, map B. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. I'm now going to go back to the four people that I called on that weren't there on the line and give them another chance in an abundance of caution. Commissioner McPhee, are you on the line? They're not. They're not on the line. Commissioner McVeigh. Okay. Uh, I have Esty Pavlika. Going they are on. not on the line. I have Lourdes Ferrar Diaz. They are also not on the line. And I had one other one that's just listed as Sandra. They are also not on the line. That is. That I have uh, Margaret Hernandez and uh, yeah, I called on I called on Miss Hernandez, okay, Margarita right. Hernandez. So everybody that I have on this list has been called, whether you've signed up in person or you whether you've signed up in public. So that now concludes. Everyone on the list that I have has been called. Is there anybody else here on the redistricting item that didn't sign in? Did you sign in? You did not sign in. Okay. Um, in an abundance of caution, I'm going to allow this speaker to speak only because it's for redistricting and it's such an important topic. You'll be recognized for two minutes. Please step to the podium. Another one? Okay. You'll be on deck, ma'am. And then that's it. Then it's being closed to the public. These are our last two speakers on this item. Good morning, Mayor. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak. Uh, my name is Michael Garcia. As you guys know, I'm the chair of the Hispanic Board of Broward County. Um, we're here representing Hispanics throughout the county. As many of you on the day are aware, we've been through this before. We've actually sued the county uh, the last ten, 10 years ago, right? Um, and I think that's uh, why we have FIU now, because I think it's a, it's a fair process. So um, from our position, Map B is the uh, map that's favorable to Hispanics, blacks, and whites. It's the fairest map across the board. Uh, as many of you know, I've been working on this for months with other organizations, drawing maps. We submitted our own map, which I think is map D, 
I think map D is a good one, but map B is better than map D. Uh, in our position, map B is the best one for Hispanics uh, because map A and C sort of disenfranchises voters in the lower section of uh, the county, and specifically section of Miramar, where I think 40% of, of the residents there are Hispanic because you kind of move the, the district shift and instead of having a, uh, an election this August, now it goes out to two years out and you have a representative that not th those residents did not vote for. In addition with map A and C, uh, I think map uh, district one moves down to Miramar. That also gives a representative to the city of, uh, to the residents of Miramar that they did, not, they did not elect. So that's why I think map B is the fairest. It's fair for everyone. Um, I'm here to advocate for Hispanics, but I'm also making sure that it's fair across the board. Um, you know, and I think map B is the best one for everyone involved. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next, state your name for the record, please. Good morning, Mayor, members of the commission. My name is Gitel Ruiz Nicholas, and I am a plantation um, resident. I want to first commend you because I've seen this commission value the diversity of Broward County throughout the last few years. But I've been in Broward County since 1986. And the diversity we're seeing here, we've never seen before. In that regard, I believe that Map B really gives us an opportunity to be well represented, not only in the central part of Broward County, but also in the southern end of Broward County. We have a growing Caribbean community, a growing African-American community, a growing Hispanic community, and it is essential that we get the representation that we need. So with that, I really recommend that you consider Map B. Thank you, ma'am. This is our last speaker. This is closed right now. You're the last one, and then that's it. Then it's being closed to the public. Hi, my name is Larissa Chances. I am a Hispanic community activist and advocate. I want to thank you all for all the hard work that you do. I know it's not an easy job, but you provide vital, you know, you make vital decisions for our community. I am here to speak since the beginning. The Hispanic community has been involved in the process. We attended, I myself attended three meetings. We moved people because we wanted to be loud and clear. And I, I also sent that, uh, letters, we sent letters to the commission because we want to make sure that you guys understand we want a, an access seat. We want a representation of what our community is. And a lot of you have done amazing, have made amazing decisions to help our community. But I really believe it is time to have somebody on the dais that understands and feels for our community. And our numbers, look at our numbers. The census shows our numbers. We need representation. We ask you, please, please give us a voice. Give us a voice. Thank you. Thank you. That 
is the conclusion of the public speakers for item number 72 and item number 76. Um, I'm going to ask, item number 72 is just the procedural motion that we need to have moved so that we can move forward with this. Move for approval. I saw this was a motion was made by Commissioner F Vice Mayor Fisher, seconded by Dr. Sharif on item number 72. This is just so that we can then do this. Is there any comment on item 72? Seeing none, uh, all in favor of voting for item number 72 signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Item 72 passes. That brings us to item number 76. Item number 76 is where we're going to make the selection of maps. Um, I'm just going to recognize the county attorney, and then I, need, I know that we need to have two minutes to qualify as experts, the FIU people. So I'm going to recognize the county attorney, and I think that he was going to delegate Senator Geller solely for the purpose of, rec of designating them as experts if needed. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that we need to qualify them as experts at this point. I mean, I think it's appropriate if Senator Geller wants to go through, you know, the standards for, for a minute as part of his, his turn. And that would, okay. that would be appropriate, but... Okay, uh, then, then, then I'll wait at that point for his turn. That brings us to opening to the first round. All I'm doing on this, you don't even have to ask to get in the queue. I'm going right by district numbers. I'm starting at commission district number one. You will have the floor for 10 minutes. Ask away at whatever you want. If you need the 10 minutes, I'm only going to take about 45 seconds when it gets to me. I'm recognizing Commissioner Rich, who is the representative of district number one. You have the floor, ma'am. First, I'd li like to start by uh, thanking FIU for what I think has been a, a really incredible job. Uh, I have to say that uh, I came into the seat in uh, 2016, so uh, it was the previous redistricting, and, uh, and it was a very strange district. <laughs> and uh, we violated, or it violated, a lot of the, the rules that we're putting into place right now, I think. So, and the, uh, the county did, and I, and I think one of the important things to note is that, you know, the voters approved the charter change for a reason, and that is that they, they didn't want us drawing the lines, and I totally agree with that. Um, I think um, I, 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 I've listened very carefully to the people uh, who have sp spoken because when I look at um, District 1, uh, I could go with any four, any, any of the four. Um, uh, and I, as I said, I think um, I think they've done a, a really good a good job. I do want to just mention one thing. Um, when people talk about um, having Hispanic or black, white districts, um, I just kind of want to remind everybody. Sometimes people forget that before we had the numbers of Hispanics that we have in our community today and for which gives us great diversity, um, we had Diana Wasserman Rubin. And she was elected. She served on this dais for 10 years. And uh, she was born in Havana, Cuba. She came to this country at the age of eight, of, of 14, excuse me. She taught herself English. She went on to serve as uh, Governor Bob Graham's appointment to the South Broward Hospital District later was elected to the Broward County School Board and then to, the, uh, to this dais. So she represented a very diverse district during her time uh, and uh, uh, she helped found Hispanic Unity um, and she was a, certainly a consistent champion for minority communities. But it says to me 
you know, I hope that we all believe uh, in understanding that people want to have people, their choice people, that someone that is not the same color, not the same religion, uh, you know, can do an excellent job of representing people uh, in, this, in this community. Um, so with that, I'm just going to, you know, right now, uh, just say that I'm happy that we're having a very independent process. And I lastly want to thank um, our, uh, our county attorney and uh, uh, our two wonderful attorneys sitting there, Renee and, and Joe, for the amazing job, the wonderful briefings that you did. I think that it was, um, it was a very comprehensive process, and uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Rich. I appreciate your comments. Commissioner Bogan, you're next, District Number 2. Yeah, I would also first like to start thanking the, the, the uh, F people from FIU on, on the time and efforts you guys have spent. Um, also, Renee, uh, what a great job, and, and Drew, a great job in persuading me to support uh, Map G. Um, <laughs> and... Um, no, I think all the maps offer a, uh, a good, distinctive representation in different ways from different communities. And that's all I really have to say is that I think uh, you've done a great job and um, I'm, I have nothing else to offer. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Vice Mayor Fisher, uh, District Number 4. Uh, thank you, Mayor. And I do uh, echo everybody uh, and thanking everybody, especially Joe. You are, uh, have become a true guru of these maps. and. And I'm so thankful that it is out of the commissioner's hands to a large extent that it went to FIU because I remember what happened 10 years ago. I wasn't seated on this dais, but I remember the, the moving back and forth and it really, this process really made it much smoother. So I'm just going to make one particular comment and I'm just going to read it into the record if I can, Mayor, yes, sir. Um, that the public would be best served if District 4 runs up to the county line along with the coast, such as maps A as an apple or D as a dog. Coastal communities face many of the same challenges as sea level rise, beach erosion, beach renourishment, et cetera, and therefore would benefit from being in the same district as a total coastal district for the District 4. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Vice Mayor. Our next speaker is District Number 5. Senator Thank you. Steve can I Geller. ask you to hold off my time until I ask FIU if they can come up? And okay. when they get up, we'll start. FIU, can you please, um, Professors uh, Moreno and Ocheva. And I'm going to ask Joe, I'm going to ask you the same questions I ask them, so please be listening. Um, all right, you can start me now. Um, now professors, you have done uh, work in reapportionment before, correct? And, that is correct. And you're currently doing other count other organizations besides Broward, correct? That is correct. And do you consider yourselves expert in the field of reapportionment? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. And I would like to ask you some questions. Tier one principles state, first, all districts must be contiguous. Are all four of these maps meeting that criteria? Yes, they do. Then no district shall be drawn with the intent to advantage or disadvantage any political party or incumbent. Do all four of these maps meet that criteria? Yes, they do. No district shall be drawn with the intent of or result of denying or abridging the equal opportunity of racial or language minorities to participate in the political process. Do all four of these maps meet that criteria? Yes, they do. 
No district shall be drawn that diminishes language or racial minorities' ability to elect the candidate of their choice. Do all four of these maps meet that criteria? Yes, they do. Under Tier 2 principles, districts shall be, number one, as nearly equal in population as practicable, number two, compact, and three, where feasible, use existing political and geographical boundaries. Do all four of these maps meet those criteria? Yes, they do. Okay, stand up for a second. Mr. Gironi, you heard the questions. Do you agree with the, uh, you also are an expert in reapportionment, correct? Uh, uh, yes, Senator, I'm, I'm on the legal side. On the legal side only. Do you agree with the answers that our other experts gave? Uh, absolutely, they are all legally sufficient. You have an, uh, uh, an abundance of riches in front of you. Thank you. All right, that's, uh, don't go far because I may have some additional questions for you, but um, it, let me start off by saying, and I'm gonna ask you to verify this, that um, I'm very proud of the maps that we're drawing because I'm going to read you some populations that I'd like you to verify. Our total population for Broward counties, according to the data you have provided, I believe, is 33.1% white, 31.3% Hispanic, 30.2% black, 4.9% Asian, 1.2% Native American. That's total population. Total population doesn't elect people. Citizen voting age population elects people. And under those criteria, the white population is 43.6% white, 25.6% Hispanic, 26.6% black, Asian 3.4%, Native American 0.4. Are those numbers accurate? That is accurate, Mayor. Thank you. I'm very proud that Broward County is a diverse population, and I'm very proud that this map that we are drawing almost certainly, not, not the reason for drawing it this way, but that almost certainly will elect uh, for, well, there are four minority seats that are being drawn. Um, seat one will be a majority total population black, and then uh, Hispanic, and you have three other seats. So. I'm very proud that this commission and that you guys have done an excellent job in drawing a seat that looks like Broward County, a map that will look like Broward County. I'd like to thank you for doing that. Um, can I ask you all, FIU, how many public hearings, I meant to ask you this earlier, how many public hearings live and over the internet did you all have? We had uh, five live and two online. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, about three, over 300 people attended. Thank you, sir. I um, can live with maps A, B, or C. I think all of them appear to be good. It looks like map C is kind of a base map, and then map A makes some changes in the north, map B changes some, makes some changes in the south. Uh, but I could live with any of these three. I happen to agree almost verbatim, line by line, by what the League of Women Voters said in their uh, remarks. Uh, I think that A and C are the two superior uh, maps, uh, largely for the reasons that the League of Women Voters have said, but also based on some of the other comments that have been made today by the speakers. Um, although, as I said, I could live with A, B, or C. Um, uh, I'm terms of my choices also, if I look at the compactness scores, 
uh, map A and C. A is 90% compact, C is 87%, B is 85%, D, de D delta is 66%. I don't believe that that makes it seriously under consideration. Uh, I see A and C are the two maps with the highest scores, so I would prefer one of those two maps uh, in terms of compactness. Uh, I willingly, you know, am supporting A or C. I lose a lot of area that I've been representing in the Senate, in the County Commission, but that's not a factor that we can or should consider because uh, I will miss the people that I have represented for decades, but, you know, I'll still do my best to assist them like I would anybody else from the county, but I certainly... Um, I certainly think that um, these maps will meet the criteria. I've heard some comments on number, and I believe, I, I don't know if Michael Garcia is still in the room. Uh, one of the letters that he had sent, saying which he sent to us in favor of map B, was referring to the fact that uh, the reason that he supported map B, and I think he made the same remarks, is because of the way they're numbered. I do want to be clear, as the county attorney has said, we're going to look at numbering separately. Right now, we're looking at the colors of the maps, the shapes, where they're drawn, and afterward, there may be, I assume there will be a discussion we're voting on that exclusive of that. I understand a lot of people have saying, well, it, under this map, this area won't get to elect somebody under the other. However they're drawn, however they're numbered, there are people, because of the nature of our charter, and when we're doing this, and when we're making the change, there are going to be people that until for one year or three years, I mean, Commissioner Ryan uh, is the best example, I think. Um, wherever uh, District, what number are you, sir? Seven. Whatever District 7 looks like, it's not under any of the maps, it's not going to be the district he's currently representing. So one way or another, under however you look at the maps, there will, whether it's A, B, C, or D, and I hope it's A, B, or C, I hope it's A or C, um, that as you look at these, it's unavoidable that there will be some people that will, for one or three years, be represented by somebody that they didn't vote for because that's what our charter says, that you serve out the duration of your term in that seat number. So whether that seat is in Central Broward or South Broward, Either way, it's the same, and therefore, I don't think we should be considering what the seat numbers are as we do this, because that's a separate discussion that will occur after we have this. Um, and let's see, that's, I think, all I have to say. I just wanted to close by saying I think that you all did a great job, county attorney, I think you did a great job. And I can live with A, B, or C, but I prefer A or C. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. I know, I know uh, uh, Attorney Joe Jerome had a comment that I just want to add in before I go to the next speaker, which will be uh, Commissioner Beamfer.
Uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Um, so the, um, in terms of how these districts were drawn, there was not a predominant racial purpose in drawing them. Just to clarify that, and I'm not disagreeing with what Senator Geller said, this is purpose, uh, uh, clarification only for the record. Oh, I, I, want, I never said that. I was just saying if the way that they're drawn, I like that it looks like Broward County. Absolutely, uh, Senator, and I, I think uh, we understand that, but I just want to make sure the record later everyone understands that, that um, the demographics of Broward County are what they are, and when you draw fair districts um, under our charter of compact, following political and geographic boundaries, you're going to res uh, result in districts representing the uh, diversity of Broward County. Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I just Senator wanted Geller to clarify that. 32 left, so he, you yeah. still have a okay. yourself a clock. I just wanted to clarify, it was never my intent to say that. I was just saying I'm pleased that the maps and the county look alike, but again, that's not because of the way the maps were drawn with that intent, and I don't want ever to have implied that I said that, but it shows that the maps are being drawn fairly, and that's what I was wanting to, that's the point I was trying to make. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Farr, you have 10 minutes. You're on the clock, sir. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I want to also thank FIU for doing an excellent job. I, I had a chance to go to a couple of the meetings, and I saw uh, Senator Geller there, and we got a chance to hear from the public uh, what they wanted to see, what they wanted to hear, what they, you know, and by, by and large, what people wanted to see was a commission that reflected the electorate. That's, that's really what people wanted to see. And I think FIU has done a, a very good job, all four, all four maps are good maps, um, of, of trying to achieve that purpose. Um, these maps are radically different from what they are now. So this is a, a, a major change. And, and I think it's one that this commission can be proud of, the fact that we're not in there tweaking it to our own um, benefit. Uh, this is going to be to the benefit of the residents of Broward County. And that's a good thing. And I think the, the voters, when they voted that amendment, the charter amendment, uh, were thinking exactly that. I think this is what they had in mind. And I want to thank our, our own legal team for, for shepherding this in a very good way. Uh, and uh, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, we, we, you know, things that I thought might come into play, like continuity, uh, I guess didn't, you know, because you're trying to balance a lot of things. And when I see Commissioner Ryan's district, I kind of, I, I, I'm, I don't know what to think on that. Because, you know, he just, he was just elected, and yet he's going to be in, I don't know where he's going to be. <laughs> and I don't know who he's going to be representing, and it's kind of weird. And I, and, and I don't think that you want to see that happening very often. That's not, that's not a good principle. In fact, most times in uh, in redistricting principles, you don't have, but I think this may be that one big shift where you have to do that. Um, and, and so it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, the one thing that I, that I would like to ask FIU, and, and this is, I don't know if it came into consideration, but I think it should. And, the, and it, it, it begs the question of how do people who get on the city commission get on the city commission. And I actually did a little historical research. And I wanted to know, to know where, what positions commissioners had prior to getting on the county commission. 
And you'll not be surprised that by and by and large and by far the stepping stone is from a city commission to a to the county commission. If you go back all the way to 75, you were on a city commission. I was on a city commission. Lamar was, mayor was, uh, Commissioner Holness was. Commissioner, Commissioner Fur, can I interrupt you for just one sure. second? Sure. It's now 1228. So I'm going right, to ask for a to motion extend. to extend second. through every the first round and then the first ranking, and then we'll break for lunch. Okay. That'll be a good time to let the county right. attorney figure everything out. Commissioner Fur, I apologize for interrupting. I totally forget what oh, I was Did we about. vote? No. On the oh, motion. All in favor of extending the meeting, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Well, we're going to finish this. Okay. So on that thought, it, it made me realize, and I don't think that FIU probably thought of this. I think that I think the one thing that everybody was trying to think is how, where are the demographics here, and how do we bunch bunch this to make sure that there's access, without thinking of the reality of the stepping stone required to to really get on a city commission. How do you get on? And it really requires for for off, oftentimes if you know. For people that don't have a, have a lot of means, and that's over half the people in this county, you can run for a city commission. Usually you're on a civic association first. And that, then you, you might meet enough people that somebody says you should run for city commission. And then you run for city commission. When you, be, when you become a city commissioner, suddenly that little district that you represent, suddenly you become known throughout an entire city. And that is where you build bases that you can then use as a stepping stone to get onto a county commission. Now, there are, there are others that can kind of leapfrog all that, but, but that's not, that is very, that's not the, the majority of the cases. And I say that because the major, what I'm seeing most of these maps is the priority is on compactness as opposed to using municipal boundaries. And because of that, I think you, you, yes, you may be putting a lot of people in demographically, but you may be losing the stepping stone that would pro at least give the possibility of someone going from city commission to county commission. And that is an important part. And I, re and I guess I'd like to ask if FIU is still here, if, I know they're still here, um, if I could ask if that was any consideration of how Historically, people normally go into a position like this. May I, if I could ask that? And the question is, did you take into consideration the historical stepping stone that people take from, from going from city commission to a county commission, or did you, or was it primarily the thinking was, let's just put people where, let's look at how the demographics are, and we'll go by that, and we'll just make compact districts. I'll give you a two-part answer. So the, to, to the, the first part is very succinctly, no, we didn't take the, the historical information as, as to the pathways towards uh, to, to the Broward Commission. But with that said, I want to say that we, we try to follow municipal boundaries where, where possible. And if you look at how some municipalities are shaped, it, it's just not possible for, for some of them. And in other cases, if we follow, for example, the Miramar municipal boundary, it becomes harder for us to do the same for other cities. So in, uh, in, in the simplest terms, there is no map, and I can say that with, with absolute certainty, 
There is no map that can be drawn for the Broward County Commission that follows all municipal boundaries. And I, and I understand that. I understand that. Um, but I do think that we should be looking a little bit at that because that is how people get on this commission. And you can, you can draw as compact as you want, and they could be beautiful. They could be nice little squares and everything, but they're not going to get people on the city, on the county commission. And, that, and we really need to be thinking that. I came in here, um, I'll be honest, I, I, I support Map D primarily because of what I, I, I think, what, I, what I'm speaking to, that I think it gives very good possibilities for people to go from city to, to county. I think it, I think it supports that. Um, I have listened to many people today, and if I was going to have a fallback, I would go to, to B. Because I think B does that. I, what I really don't like on A and C, and this is our chance to say this, is, and, and, and this is particularly in Hollywood, where they divide the line, they split up a very important um, black district uh, in Washington Park and just totally mess it up. This is a very strong area, Washington Park. And they, it's not, it doesn't even go on, it doesn't even, both A and C don't even go on a, a major roadway. It goes down 56th Avenue. And, it, and it, it kind of tears that neighborhood apart, which I think is, is not very good. So because of that, I'm, I'm not big fans of, on A and C. Um, but my first choice probably would be D, but I think B, based on what I heard today from, and I heard from both, uh, from many sides, that seemed to be a consensus uh, that's kind of coming to a, a middle ground, that I think B may be okay. Um, so with that, I'm, I'm anxious to, to hear the rest, but I, 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 do, I do think that we should be thinking of not just trying to make sure it's perfectly compact. I don't think that's how people go from to get on a county commission because uh, most, you know, and especially if you're trying, yeah, you can get on there if you've got a lot of money or you've gotten, you know, something, but for, if you're really trying to, to have the, uh, the commission reflect who the people are of Broward County, you need to find a way, Mo the majority uh, are not of a lot of means and, and a city commission doesn't require the same amount of means to get on as a county commission. Uh, and I remember, I didn't have any money when I first went on, and I, but I was able to walk it. And I could knock on every door three times, but I didn't have the money, you know. And, and that's possible throughout this county, in city after city after city. And that's how you kind of take the stepping stone. So I asked my colleagues to uh, consider, you know, maybe these, these two districts. Um, I think both uh, would be, uh, would be uh, good for this county. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Furr. Our next speaker is Commissioner Ryan. Everybody has uh, their own perspective on what should be accomplished, what we hope to be accomplished in redistricting. And uh, it's got an interesting and long history in the state of Florida. And uh, for those of us who were in the legislature uh, may well remember after the 2000 census, uh, there was um, redistricting where, um, to me, it appeared that the policymakers were kind of hiding the ball and uh, their true intentions about um, drawing districts to favor incumbents and favor political parties was, was evident 
And um, it was interesting because I was, was there when the oral argument was going on in the Florida Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court justices um, said, what do you expect us to do? Um, because the fair district standards had not yet been placed in the Florida Constitution, and they really didn't have the tools to um, overturn maps. Uh, they had to give great deference to, um, to the policymakers. But um, fortunately, things have changed. And I mean, it was going back to like 2001, 2002, that this idea of, uh, of redistricting with um, certain standards uh, were, um, were still being decided, being debated, and then the, uh, you know, the language for the ballot measure was being developed. And uh, going back then, and I guess it really sort of picking up around 2003 and 2004 after the results of that last redistricting became evident, uh, that the, uh, the League of Cities, or excuse me, the uh, League of Women Voters and other uh, good government groups that really didn't have an ax to grind but just wanted to see um, the voice of the people rather than having, as the old adage goes, do you want your uh, elected officials to choose the voters or do you voters want to choose your elected officials? And um, going back then, we actually had two proposals to go into the Florida Constitution. One was the standards, the redistricting standards. And what's not commented on so often is that there was also um, a um, independent commission, and that was going to be a, on a separate, separate ballot question, an independent commission that would draw the lines. Uh, we've gotten very close to that with what the voters have now approved and is in our, is in our um, county charter um, with, the, uh, with a university, and in this case, in this cycle, it ends up being FIU, uh, will be kind of like a buffer so that, you know, members, if they choose to do, do so, would not have that level of discretion of, you know, I want to do this just to protect, uh, to m protect my seat. And um, I don't really have, um, uh, I'm kind of unique among the commissioners because I'm the only one sitting here on the dais, um, well, other than the two congressional candidates that um, uh, will, by term limits, will not have um, uh, another election to the county commission. So um, to me, I, I've been looking at um, what I find to be important is communities of interest. Uh, and that's because I think redistricting in Broward County is different than redistricting in other parts of the state where um, you have um, certain, I think, strong motivations and political party affiliations that really, I think, drive the, um, the drawing of the lines. And, uh, and here, and I think there was a good example that was provided by Commissioner Rich uh, about um, Diane Wasserman Rubin, who um, uh, years before there was a significant population in Southwest Broward of Hispanics, uh, was elected by very large majorities and um, governed quite well by, uh, by the um, evaluation of, of many of her voters. So. Um, I don't know that we, we would need to be that concerned about that, but I, I do think that certain issues that are relevant to, um, to persons that may cross municipal lines, you know, things like on the East Coast, there's a lot of environmental interests, uh, and then in certain areas that are more uh, working class neighborhoods and uh, underserved communities, 
issues with uh, employment, with jobs, with uh, health care, uh, transportation issues, you know, the challenges of having a strong, robust uh, public transit system uh, are more relevant. Uh, but I would hope that we, um, in drawing these maps, look to communities of interest. And at the same time, with, with the smaller cities, I, I halfway agree with Commissioner Furr, which is much more than he agrees with me, <laughs> but uh, I do halfway agree with him with regard to um, the discussion about keeping the cities whole. When you look at the smaller cities, it's more important, and I, I feel, that they have one county commissioner rather than two. Um, but once you get a larger population, there are the benefits of, of having several commissioners that, um, that serve your city. And I, I think about you know, our most uh, prominent city and one with the largest population in the city of Fort Lauderdale. Um, I believe that they can um, uh, be well served by having uh, three county commissioners, and that's what they have currently. Um, and uh, I, I think Fort Lauderdale does well as a result of it, and they're, they're, they're heard and, and recognized for the importance as our county seat. So uh, with that in mind, um, I'm going to continue to listen to the discussion of the members, and um, I, I feel like all of these maps uh, will, will withstand any kind of judicial review. They're much, much different than the maps that I was looking at in the year 2002 that, um, you know, you, you knew why they were drawn, <laughs> and it was just that it was just a, it was like the, the worst kept secret that you ever saw. <laughs> but here I think we've had a, a, a fair process, it's been open, and um, a, a number of opportunities for people to speak, as they have today, so we're listening, and hopefully we'll have a map that's fairest for all of our residents here in Broward County. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. I appreciate your comments. Dr. Sharif, you are up and you are recognized for 10 minutes. Thank you. So first of all, I want, I want to say thank you to FIU. That's my alma mater, triple alum. You know, great things come out of the Panthers, right? And um, I would like to first address a comment that was made from one of the audience members. So, um, Mayor, I would like to ask Drew Myers, our attorney, a question. Sure, you have the floor. You can do whatever you want. Yes, Attorney Myers. During the time that we have been discussing these maps, have I asked you to run again? <laughs> and, uh, no, ma'am. No, Dr. Sharif. Not uh, that issue has never come up. Okay, and, yeah. thank you. And then. In looking at these maps and in any situation, can I run again? Uh, our interpretation of the charter is that you're not eligible to run in 2022. Correct. So I will be moving on to my next great adventure. <laughs> so I should put that to rest for you. Secondly, um, I would like to say that when I got elected on this commission, I came from the city of Miramar. I had only been in elected office for two years, but I had previously run for this commission seat. And I had seven cities in my district. And they included Weston, Southwest Ranches, half of Pembroke Pines, all of Miramar, West Park, Pembroke Park, and Northwest Hallandale. And I got elected. And so I don't subscribe to the fact that these districts have to have lines that run compactly with every single municipality for you to get elected. In fact, when I ran, people said to me, 
do not go to Southwest Ranches. It's the most Republican town in Broward County. You're not going to get a vote. And guess what? I got 71% of the vote. And so what I would like to tell you is that I don't think that it matters your, um, it, these, that these districts, I, I don't think it matters that they have one city in them or two cities in them that are all together. All of my cities were divided up and I made it just fine. Um, right now I have five cities and I represent all five of my cities very well and uh, the emails show it. Um, and I've gotten emails from my five cities and what we have is um, the city of West Park, I've gotten four emails from city commissioners that want map A, okay? I've gotten the homeowners associations that want map A. Um, I agree with the League of Women Voters on map A or C, but I think A is better and I'll tell you why. Because there's no other map in here that allows for the opportunity for four Hispanic districts and four black districts other than map A. And I think that when you look at the percentages, the way that they're broken down and divided up here, you know that you need in some instances somewhere between 30 and 35% to take a race when you have an open seat or you have multiple people in that race. I think that um, with all the consideration that's been given to the maps, I think map A is the fairest map that would allow opportunities for all minorities wherever you live in Broward County to have an opportunity to run. And when we're talking about minorities, we're talking about not just Hispanics and blacks, but we're talking about religious minorities as well. And I think that if, when we look at all of these maps, when I go through and I look at maps A and C, I see a path for anyone to get elected. And isn't that what this is about? It's about transparency and fairness. And I did not want to um, prohibit uh, this uh, potential growth in um, allowing for other districts to be formed out of mine. I purposefully did not chime in until yesterday about which map that I thought was the best because I had people with certain interest in mind that were circulating throughout my city that it needed to stay the way it is. I think the, uh, my city is pretty evenly um, dispersed in terms of minority majorities, and it is about time that everybody in my city had an opportunity, and that means on the east as well as the west, that means to the north, and that means to the um, northeast of them. Uh, we have an opportunity here for equal representation I think FIU did a bang up job. I am much happier with these maps and the process than the way it was as Commissioner Ryan alluded to um, when we did this uh, 10 years ago. And so uh, for all those reasons, I think map A is the best map. I wouldn't be terribly upset if we voted on C, but I think A is the best map. And then we can consider the district numbers later. But um, I, I really think that we're going to give people a fair shot and give them what they want. Thank you, Commissioner Thank you. Sharif. I know Joe Jerome had a comment on what you had said, so I'm going to, he's still, you're still within your 10 minutes, so he wanted to make okay. a Okay. Yes, Mr. Jerome. Um, so a, a, similar to what I mentioned earlier is that these maps weren't drawn for a racially motivated per prominent purpose. 
They're compact, they follow political and geographic boundaries, and the demographic results are what they are based upon these fair debt redistricting standards. Got it, got it. Um, and I think that that's great that he looks at it in that way. I know that the, the, the residents that call my office look at it a little bit differently. And so I just wanted to put that out there, but I appreciate that. Um, and I think that they are the fairest maps that I've seen um, since I've been serving in this county. Um, and pleased to have served for 11 years on the county commission, two years on the city commission, and I'm very happy to bid you a farewell with some great transparent maps. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Sharif. Our last speaker for 10 minutes is uh, Commissioner Holness, at which point then we will rank the maps like we said. Oh yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a minute, and then at this point we'll rank, rank the maps, and then we'll break for lunch. Commissioner Holness, you're recognized for 10 minutes, sir. Thank you. This certainly is a different process than we had in 2011 when we did redistricting. And I'd love to have, if we can, get that map that we had up in 2011 that we did. Uh, these maps are far more compact uh, than, than we had in 2011. Is there anyone that can put that map up for 20? Uh, the, the, the map we work in, uh, that a commission is divided in by now. <clears throat> we had a vote on the way, pretty much, when additional maps were dropped on us on the days. Uh, certainly, th there was no regard for compactness. I think there was many, you can see how, how twisted that is compared to uh, any of the other maps that we have <clears throat> on, on, on this list today. There was no idea of fair representation and ensuring that we did not pack or dilute minority uh, language and ethnicity population. Uh, it was done, I believe, with the interest of those who could get the most vote. In fact, it is stated that one colleague wanted the district bleached, <clears throat> a particular district. So thank you, FIU. Thank you, County Attorney, for uh, working through this process with us. Uh, certainly wish we had more time after the maps were drawn to have community input so that they could see uh, what was being proposed before we even get it finalized and get it to the commission uh, so that we could have uh, communities uh, that have particular interest be included. And we hear some of that today. Uh, Commissioner first spoke to Washington Park that was split, a historic community that has uh, common interest and, and that have worked together, lived together uh, for many uh, years. Similarly, in the Pompano Beach area, all these maps split the historic Northwest Pompano Beach community north of uh, Atlantic Boulevard, which stretch from the railroad tracks, which as most of us know, has always been a separation line for communities. That community stretch from Atlantic to Copens Road and from the railroad tracks at Dixie Highway over to uh, the turnpike and have common interest. It's a historic community that has gone through a tremendous amount together. 
not having them in one district so that they can influence that person in a strong way so that they can be very strongly representation, represented, I think. Uh, is that right? I understand for compactness, but had we looked at it a little bit different, and, and in terms of compactness, I think we need to look to see what's in the best interest of the community at large, rather than use just compactness as our main criteria. And it goes to Mr. Rainier's, Rainier's comment on the LGBT community and how we have split the city of Wilton Manors. Though not a criteria for us to draw maps, we also ought to be conscious of ensuring that there's representation from all communities where possible. Uh, nothing says that we could not have kept Wilton Manors intact. But again, in many of these maps, uh, it's split except for one. Uh, consideration, I, I think, we, 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 again, it doesn't violate anything to keep it intact. We still would have a great deal of compactness, uh, but I don't know that we're thinking uh, in regards to how we ensure that all voices are heard as we govern and that they be given every opportunity to join together uh, to influence the policies that we vote on here at the county commission that affects their lives on a daily basis. The other item that I heard quite a bit from the community here today is on redesignating the districts moving seven to an area that had never been represented. And certainly I agree that somehow because of these redistricting map, there's some areas where people won't get to vote for a couple of years beyond what they would. But what we have done here with District 8 is that we have basically disenfranchised, in my mind, the entire district. No, none of the other district is so positioned except for District 8. District 8. None of the others, none, not one, is in that position except for the people in District 8. The entire current population of District 8 won't get a ch chance to have a voice in the person who represents them for six years because it's now almost four years that they had elected someone. I, I, don't, I don't think that's fair at all. I think we ought to look at that. And with that, I believe that the best way to deal with this is to take that issue up first, is to look at how we redesignate these. And I've heard from other colleagues concerns about that also. So I'm certainly not the only one that have some concerns there. Uh, I believe we ought to look at first looking at the numbers because based on the numbers you can determine what you're going to vote on. Without knowing where the district designations are, you're really not making 
a good choice because you might vote for a particular map and, and that that's not the one that had the des designation for the district that you thought would be in the best interest of the community. So I, they're, they're, I believe, uh, Mayor, that, that that would be the proper course of action because otherwise you're, you're voting blindly on, on where these numbers are going to fall. Uh, so I, I would hope that I can make a motion to have that done first and hopefully someone will second that uh, for us to take that up as the first course and then we vote on districts knowing where uh, th these maps known exactly where they are positioned. Uh, and again, this is much better than what we dealt with uh, in 2011 when we did our redistricting maps. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Commissioner. I know in your two minutes, I think, did Mr. Jerome have a comment or no? Good? Okay. So that now that leaves my turn um, very quickly. I mean, my only comment is, and it's similar to along the line of what Commissioner Rich had mentioned when she first started. You know, in 2018, the voters uh, amended the county charter to provide that we would have this done by an independent university to come out and do this so that we weren't figuring out, you know, which block in the woodlands goes where and which block here goes somewhere else. And I think they did a fine job in uh, developing an open and transparent process with four different options for the board to consider. I think that each of the maps um, would result in great representation for all segments of our diverse community. And the county attorney's office has opined that all four of these meet legal standards. So I'm hopeful that we can come to some kind of consensus and resolve this entire issue today. Um, and in doing so, what I'm going to ask us to do is we've all been presented with a um, a, a, a ballot. This is not going to be the final answer. This is just the first crack so that we can get um, a ranking of what we want to do. So put your preferred map gets number one, and then your least preferred gets number four. So one, two, three, four. One is the best, the one that you prefer the most. Four is the one that you prefer the least. Um, and then after we do that, we will break for lunch, and then we will come back. It is, I think it's one o'clock. We'll come back at five minutes to two which really means 2 o'clock, but if I say five minutes to 2, you're really going to get back here at 2 o'clock, because I really... Yeah. yeah, Mayor, with that, I'd like to make a motion that we renumber first. Uh, hopefully, I can get a second. I have a motion by Commissioner Holmes. Is there a second? I do think it's important. I, I, I'm not sure if it, if it can be done after this, because it, it does make a huge but, difference. But you don't know what you're voting on if you, if you know, do it a, otherwise. It is, it is. Do you want to second the motion? I'll second it for discussion. So I have a motion and a second for discussion on numbering the districts. Uh, is there a discussion on that? So uh, again. We can do it afterwards. Afterwards. We, after. After? Okay. All in favor of renumbering first as Commissioner Holness made the motion and Commissioner yeah. first seconded. Can I? Uh, sure. More discussion, sorry. Um, because this is a straw poll, it's not. Okay. So, because I do think, Commissioner, I think this is a very important part where those numbers go. I think there's no, there's no, you know, right. denying that. Um, we could vote now, and then, and then we can kind of take a look at where those, where everybody's going, and then just go to that. But I absolutely agree with you on that. That that it makes a difference. I think Commissioner Ryan needs to weigh in on that because that's going to be yep. where he's going to be. You know. I think it makes a difference. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Other comments? All right, let's vote on this thing of numbering first. We have a motion by Commissioner Holness, second by Commissioner Ferdin. Number first. All in favor of that, signify by saying aye or raise your hands. Aye. aye. Okay, that motion fails. So we're going to now rank these maps. We're going to get, sign, make sure you sign your name, rank them. The one that you think is the best gets a one, the one you think the worst gets a four. Then the, we're going to give this to the county attorney. They can call the auditors of PricewaterhouseCooper. Keep this locked up. We'll get back from, uh, we're going to be back from lunch at five minutes. Yeah, the auditor can be in charge of all this. And we're coming back from lunch. We'll be back here at 2 o'clock where we will finish this item and then go into the 2 o'clock time certain, which has about 20-something speakers. We'll do that after we finish this item. We are, we are on break for lunch.
It is now 2 p.m. We have, okay. It's now 2.03. So we have in the chambers, Commissioner Furr, Commissioner Rich, Commission uh, Vice Mayor Fisher, myself, Commissioner Geller, uh, Commissioner Bogan. I think we have Commissioner uh, Dr. Barbara Sharif is on the phone. And, yes. and Commissioner Holness, is he on the phone? And Commissioner Ryan, I'm sure they'll be moseying on in any moment now. Um, so we're, when we last left, when we last left uh, our little episode, we, were, we had ranked the maps. We had given them to uh, our county attorney and county auditor. I'm going to ask uh, uh, county attorney Renee to please read into the record the totals of the non-binding ranking. Certainly. Mr. Mayor, can I also ask that the vote sheet in order for, in order to make sure that we are in full compliance with Sunshine Law, I ask that the vote sheet be made an attachment to today's uh, agenda. So noted. Perfect. Uh, the vote sheet tally has been handed out to each of the commissioners and it's being displayed to the audience right now. We've also provided a copy to the county administrator for inclusion in the minutes in the record. I'll simply read the totals. Again, the lowest number indicates the highest rank. So map A received a total of 18. Map B received a total of 25. Map C received a total of 19. And map D received a total of 28. Okay. okay. So based on what we kind of said last go around, the two maps that we're talking about right now are maps A and C. Those clearly stuck out as, as being the two most preferred alternatives based on the, uh, on the grouping. Um, I, not everyone's here, but do we want to make a motion on any, on any of these maps? As we get to five, we're, we're there. I'd like to make a motion. Okay. I'll, I'll I'd recognize Senator Geller, then I'm going to recognize uh, Dr. Sharif, and then um, Commissioner Furr. Okay. Ms. Mayor, this is just a question. I, I thought you had indicated earlier that you were going to ask, because I'm undecided between A and C, which were my two top choices. I was wondering if you would allow a couple of minutes of debate on A and C, I'd, okay. I'd recommend that this time it be limited to five minutes okay. instead of ten, if you would accept that as a motion. Okay. I have a motion now to debate items A and B. A and C. A and C, and limited for five minutes per round. Is there a second to that motion? Just so that we're going to now just talk about maps A and C. Second. Second. I, for discussion, I'll recognize uh, I had... Dr. Sharif, and then Commissioner Farr, and then I'll add Commissioner Rich. Yeah. So, basically, I was just going to say I wanted to make a motion to approve uh, Map A since it had the lowest ranking. So, at the appropriate time, I'll make that motion. Okay. So, Kevin, you attorney wants to. Okay. You know if the plan was to go ahead and, and make a motion now and approve one of the maps or if you were going to debate it and then you were going to do another ranking which of course would add another round of debate okay to it so if, if that were the plan maybe so let me let me ask you a question and I'm going to ask this to yes, Senator sir. Geller who proffered a motion Commissioner Sharif Dr. Sharif has moved map a 
She was a second place voter in map A. There were four first place besides Dr. Sharif. If you withdraw your motion and we hear Dr. Sharif's motion, we may be able to bring this in for a very quick landing. The only reason I wanted to do this, Mr. Mayor, is I voted first time for map A, but I also, uh, you know, candidly, I thought map C was was better, but I like map A and C. Those are the two, my two top choices. And I would just like to hear, since I'm undecided, I personally would like to hear a little of the debate between A and C. Okay. That so, would help me decide. All right. Uh, I have Commissioner. Um, if, if you don't mind, if, could we just ask um, Dr. Moreno or uh, Dr. El Echeva to just uh, talk briefly about the difference between A and C. I'm going to I'm going to do that in one second, okay, Commissioner Farr. Yes, uh, I. If it's going to go down to that, then I, 